You are now checked in to Stand Up New York Labs. Oh, yeah. This is the mandatory Samson podcast coming to you live from Stand Up New York Labs on the Isle of Manhattan. Hi, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Chris Flannery. I am joined by my beautiful sweet talented uh sexual tiger joe and friend joseph Belly. welcome well thank you yeah is that's all true absolutely uh <laughs> thank you to john fatigate for producing the uh program today we really appreciate it thank you john. Uh, welcome to the program everyone i'm gonna say this i think this is probably gonna be a pretty long episode nice so strap in for that uh first things first here's why it's gonna be a long episode we will be taking a one week break from the podcast Oh, see, yeah, it yeah. isn't so. No, it is so because I will be in Florida uh, on a nice little vacation. We'll be back with the brand new episode on September 18th. That'll be MSP 47. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, and believe me, I want to say this. If I realized that we were going to have an episode that would have fallen directly on 9-11, I probably would have not gone on vacation because I probably wanted to do like a special episode. for. Oh. We are missing September 11th. So, you know, okay. you'll have to get your commentary elsewhere, but whatever. We'll be back in two weeks after that. Um, Joey, you have some topics to cover today. Yes, we're going to get through a lot of stuff. I, I have a lot of stuff. I'll give a little rundown in a second. You have some topics. You have a fuck up of the week. Yes, I do. Would you like to give, don't say what it is, Okay. but would you like to give a little perhaps teaser of what we're going to talk about? Yes. It's been 32 years in the making. Wow. Okay, great. That's, I really like what you did there. Okay. Perfect. So you're going to do that at the end of the episode. We'll figure out where you're going to do your other topics. We'll fit them in. It's fine. Uh, I want to say this, guys. We've gotten some donations to the podcast, which we really... we really appreciate yeah, it's that. Amazing, it's amazing, guys. Awesome. Thank you. We, we appreciate the support. If you feel like donating, you can go to standupnewyorklabs.com. Uh, go to the entertainment section. Find the Mandatory Samson Podcast uh, logo. And there's a little donate button there, and you can uh, donate whatever you like. Uh, thank you to those who have donated. Your stickers are en route. Nice. All right? Here's what we have lined up for today's show. And it's I think this is going to be a doozy of a show. I'm pretty excited about it. A lot of good clips. Great clips. Nice. We have a Chris Christie clip that... In, it is just it's delicious on a scale one to ten it's a ten it's, it's a, a perfect 10? ten it's a it's a beautiful clip uh we have a few quick hits that we're going to start the show off with okay uh, then we have a 2016 presidential update obviously yeah. there's some good stuff there we got some good clips that's where christy is going to come in uh we have something about stephen hawking talking about black holes which i mentioned last week that we didn't have time to get to but no oh, nice i figured fuck it we're just gonna we're gonna run the gamut today we're gonna empty the uh whatever the cupboard <laughs> i guess is what you call it empty the load you know what Joe this is a family program I don't think that we should work blue like that it's disgusting Uh, (laughs) we also uh, the meat of the show that I'm excited about we have this Kim Davis the Kentucky uh, clerk that's refusing to issue marriage licenses to same sex couples that we're going to get into uh, pretty good. I got some clips there. We're just going to like run down the whole story Uh, what is this oh the Center for Medical Progress the people that were going after Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. 
dynamite information about them why we really don't have to we, we were 100 percent correct about those videos oh of course we were they're misleading we, we i have a lot of good information about that nice uh something about pope francis and then we also mm-hmm. that son of a bitch dick cheney i have oh. he did a cnn interview and we're gonna listen to like some clips from that and, okay. and probably get outraged about it that guy is infuriating him and his stupid daughter liz cheney uh, they wrote a book and they were being interviewed together on CNN. yeah because you know sure two two is better than one i guess yeah and so we're gonna get into that that there's those clips are really aggravating and i told you before the podcast probably looking for a title provocative uh-huh. title from that yes. segment because i feel like i'm gonna say something you know maybe that i can dick and liz no okay we'll, we'll figure it out is that a, isn't that a movie or something it might be all right uh all right so are you ready to get this thing started you got anything yes, to say what you know what hh- here's an idea uh-huh. why don't you do one of your topics to start the show because i oh, liked wow. what you did last week yeah okay okay job. thank you yeah yeah <laughs> so Recently, there was a children's flight club at the Lightbridge Academy in Center, New Jersey. A children's flight club? Yeah, flight That's club. irresponsible. Oh, fight club. Fight club. Okay. That's so, also irresponsible. Two teachers, Eric Kenny, who was 22, and Shanice White, who was 28, apparently they would have children from ages four to six mm-hmm. pushing and shoving each other on the playground. <laughs> okay. Were they betting on these fights? Uh, I have not caught my bookie yet. He couldn't tell me if right. the fights... If there was anything, so they're the not fights. officially sanctioned. All right. Yes, but they were filmed and shared through Snapchat. Right. Well, that's that's a good idea. How did they find out that they were doing this? Apparently, someone recorded one of the fights and brought it to somebody's uh, to the DA's attention. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, not I, bring it to the DA's attention, but about children fighting each other. I I think we got to start them young, especially the UFC today. I agree with you. You know, you get ten years in the game, you're only fourteen. Now you have a legitimate shot at a career. Also, these kids obviously have big mouths. They couldn't listen to the first rule of Fight Club, which yes. we all know is don't talk, talk about, about Fight Club. Club. Uh, and you know, so and apparently uh, there was a few clips, and they had other quotes from the. Uh, from the book and the movie, however, I wasn't able to obtain them Wait, because what? it's Snapchat. They used a f- uh, bunch of quotes. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. I mean, you know, you shouldn't probably be telling kids to fight each other. No, no, no. Not the best thing. But I guarantee that those are probably really entertaining to watch. Yes. Now, how much jail time do you think they're facing? Jesus. They're, are they? Really? They're, yes. What is it? Child abuse or child yep, endangerment child abuse or like and endangerment the welfare of a child. Right. Um... I bet they're facing up to a year in jail and like a pretty good fine. White faces up to 18 months in prison. Okay. While Kenny faces up to five years in prison. Five years? Five years. Wow, that's a fucking long time. Yeah, it is. And that, you know, I, I didn't win the fight. What What do you mean you didn't the win betting. the fight? Well, you said your bookie was unavailable, I know. Joey. Keep your story straight. All right, I'll well. I, I don't know. I mean, whatever. That's such like a, a goof goofball story. Like yeah, they probably odd. shouldn't be doing that for five years in jail for that. It's like, well, what are you doing? You just get fined or something. Community service. They're probably afraid they'll have people, you know, fighting on the side of the road when they're picking up. Garbage. And most importantly, Lightbridge Academy said no children were physically harmed during this incident. So then, what's the? All right. Well, whatever. I guess I'm not defending them. I don't care. They're stupid. They, they you know, they're. They shouldn't be teaching the kids to fight each other. No, not at all. Whatever. It's, that's a weird story. But li- listen, stay on top of that. If any clips come out, I want to see them. Okay. I want to see these kids shoving each other. It'll be a lot of fun. On the playground. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good. And you have another story and then the fuck up of the week. Beautiful. Let's start with this. We talked about it last week. Barack Obama mm-hmm. uh, was going up to Alaska to talk about climate change. I have a two-minute clip that we're going to listen to. He talks about climate change in very strong terms, uh, puts out, I think, a, a positive message, something that you'd want to hear him talk about. Okay. But we also talked about last week that he gave the green light. I mean, not him personally, but, his, you know, his 
administration, yes. gave the green light to go up into the Arctic shell to go drill, which we know 100%, you know, the next 100 years is going to create some kind of massive disaster up in the Arctic. Mm-hmm. He also, well, well, let's play the clip and then okay. we'll get into another thing that he said that I just kind of contradicts the the point of his his speech when he's up in the arctic so let's play this is him in alaska talking about uh climate change the dangers and the importance of of following this issue Mm -hmm. and then we'll get into the uh the next thing this is not simply a danger to be avoided this is an opportunity to be seized but we have to keep going we're making a difference but we have to keep going we are not moving fast enough If we were to abandon our course of action, if we stop trying to build a clean energy economy and reduce carbon pollution, if we do nothing to keep glaciers from melting faster and oceans from rising faster. Like letting Shell up into the Arctic, probably not the best. That's that's going to lead to, obviously, more climate change and glacier melt and disaster up there. Here's the thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just going to say he's going to pick and choose his battles. Yeah. And you got to live with that. I know. It's frustrating because it's like... I believe when he's saying the things he's saying here, I believe that he thinks global climate change is a real thing mm-hmm. and he is going to probably try to make change about it. But by the same token, he, he pick his battles, but he, but letting shell back up there is a battle that he could have picked. That, that yes. would have been a, the, the appropriate thing because part of climate change is not just them drilling and, and expending more fossil fuels. If they spill up in the Arctic, that's going to be a mess. Well, here's why, because first of all, they're going to be, drilling and using fossil fuels there mm-hmm. when the the black soot and different things get onto the white snow like ice and snow mm-hmm. it absorbs sunlight it doesn't reflect it that that's the whole idea oh, it's gonna melt even quicker right so if they spill oil all over the place up there which we know we talked about it's a 75 80 percent chance that that's gonna happen in the next hundred years so mm-hmm. it's gonna happen um that's gonna be that that exacerbates the problem same thing with all these wildfires People don't think about the you know the consequences of that. Those happen because of climate change. Mm-hmm. The things are drying out. Those fires create ash that goes up into the air, and that eventually makes its way up to the poles and gets all over the glaciers and things like that. And again, it's absorbing Ooh. sunlight. So it's just a vicious cycle. The more fire, fire you know, um, yeah. wildfires you have, the more it exacerbates the problem. It's just a vicious cycle. You have to stop doing it that's the only way that we're really going to combat this thing because it takes decades for it to even start to turn around as it's taken a hundred years you know whatever 40 50 years to make it this bad all right let's let's finish up with this and then uh here he kind of contradicts himself uh later just a little yeah and forests from burning faster and storms from growing stronger we will condemn our children to a planet beyond their capacity to repair submerged countries abandoned cities Fields no longer growing. Indigenous peoples who can't carry out traditions that stretch back millennia. You lost Trump there. Hmm. Entire industries of people who can't practice their livelihoods. Desperate refugees seeking the sanctuary of nations not their own. Political disruptions that could trigger multiple conflicts around the globe. That's not a future of strong economic growth. That is not a future where freedom and human rights are on the move. Right. Any leader willing to take a gamble on a future like that, any so-called leader who does not take this issue seriously or treats it like a joke, is not fit to lead. Which, great. That's Those are strong words. Yes. I appreciate that. That's true. I agree with him. 
On this issue, of all issues, there is such a thing as being too late. Yeah, mm. right. That moment is almost upon us. So that's let's have Shao go today. up there and drill. Yeah, exactly. Right, but that's... That's what we have to convey to our people tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. And that's what we have to do when we meet in Paris later this year. You know, the good thing, the good aspect of it, it's... Mm-hmm people are more likely to see this than they are to know about the art, you know, the shell drilling and whatever. So even though it is a contradictory position that he's taking and it is, excuse me, Polish seltzer, orange vanilla, delicious, very refreshing. Uh, even though this, you know, he's contradicting himself kind of people are not paying attention to that, which is bad that people don't pay attention, but it's also, they're, they're going to get this message more than they're going to get that he's mm-hmm. contradicting himself. It will not be easy. There are hard questions to answer. I am not trying to suggest that there are not going to be difficult transitions that we all have to make. Here, we'll, we'll stop it there. That's fine. You get, you get the point. I also, this, this is the fundamental difference between, you know, a Democrat or Obama specifically mm-hmm. and what people like about a Trump or a Reagan. They will never say what he just said. That it look, I'm going to acknowledge it's going to be hard. It's going to be different. They would end the speech the complete other way. They would go, and because we're America, this is going to be an easy goddamn problem, and we're going to snap it down in 20 and years. We're be and it's going to be great no, Yeah, that's the difference, and that's why people I think look at him and go, oh, he's un-American. He's this and that. No, he's just a, uh, being realistic. Obviously, it's not going to be easy to combat all this shit. There is going to be some suffering. People are going to lose jobs. Fine, but it's necessary because if there's no planet to work on then then what's the point but that's right like that's the difference okay meanwhile he's calling for the u.s to acquire at least one heavy icebreaker for the arctic to compete with russia's presence as climate change opens up the region to more shipping mining and oil drilling do you think one ship is enough here's the deal yes the u.s has three icebreakers already two of them are operational according to Stuff standards or whatever. Yeah, that, that they can actually go up there and start doing whatever they wanted today. Russia has 40 icebreakers. 40. 40. How much do you think it costs to build one icebreaker, and how long do you think it takes to build one icebreaker? Is Russia building it, or are we No, no, no. It? Just forget. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. How, how long does it take? Three years. Ten years. What? And it costs a billion dollars to build one. Now, instead Those are of, jobs. Yeah, except it's probably going to be built in Sweden. Like, you know, oh, okay. The, take that billion dollars mm-hmm. and don't waste that 10 years to build an icebreaker to go up there and compete for mining and shipping. It's too late. Russia's already there. You, you saw them with their goddamn submarine on the floor of the Arctic Circle putting their flag down there. They're there. Yeah. Not to mention, if it's a coalition, which is it's supposed to be because, you know, it's planet Earth, right. shouldn't we just well, go... Hey, guys, uh, here's some money. Please send out one of your icebreakers and help us out. No, nah, I mean, I, look, I mean, you, you understand the idea of global competition. Fine. We're 40 s- to 3 is not It's not a competition. I agree with you. We're so far behind at this point. Instead of investing all that time and energy to try to get it, because he probably wants a couple of ice, you know, he's, it's going to be a few billion dollars over the next 10 years. Take that money and put it into renewable energy. Mm-hmm. Why are we trying to compete in something that we know is going to run out at some point, we've hit peak oil probably already at this point. The reserves up in the Arctic is like 13% of all the remaining oil in the world is up there mm-hmm. and 40% of natural gas, I think, or 30 to 40%. That's why they're trying to go up there. And I think I've mentioned on the show, this is a little bit of a conspiracy theory type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of these oil companies 
uh, they know that that's where the oil is, and they know that they could probably cut time off their shipping routes to China and different places. Oh, because it's straight through. Yeah, they're they probably know that, and they're like, look, a little little melt wouldn't hurt anybody because we could actually get through there now. We can get to the oil easier. They know that. Yeah, I think they're willing to let it happen for X period of time, get all the oil out of the earth, and then then okay, maybe we'll do something else. But I, yeah, but I think by they then know it might that. be too late. Well, I definitely think it's going to be too late at that point. But I, I think that. To a certain extent, I think that's a calculated, uh, calculated Risk. move. Yeah, because yeah. we know because we read the thing from Exxon of, a while back, where they knew in the '80s that this was a problem, and they just pretended that it wasn't for you know decades. Um, all right, do you got anything else to say about that? There was one thing that uh, that I'm confused about. I'm apparently I'm surprised. How? Why? <laughs> apparently, that's my favorite sound clip of all time. Yes. Apparently, Alaska right now is suffering economically because oil is pretty low at this point. Yeah, there. Alaska wants to do this because it yes. creates jobs. However, there's obviously people there that recognize the importance of the wilderness. And okay. The okay. So my question is simple: If the price of oil is low, how is getting more oil going to help? Wouldn't it hurt because you're just creating more of a surplus of cheap oil? Yeah, but that's a, but that's yes, that's in the short term. Yes, it takes a number of years once you start drilling for that oil to actually be in production and and turned into something that's usable. Uh-huh. It is theoretically right now uh, creating a surplus, but again, 10, 15, 20 years down the road, where we're really like that's it, we're out of oil. There's mm-hmm. only a finite amount of it. No, then then you can have it in reserve and you can make it. You know, then, then it's going to be and extremely you jack the price up. right. Yeah. Same thing with natural gas. That's what they're trying to do. But the natural gas is another issue because if you create some kind of like earthquakes, which there is some correlation between them, it's not a hundred percent fact that when you start fracking and trying to get natural gas out of the ground, it creates earthquakes. But you don't want to create earthquakes on glaciers because no, they're just going to cave immediately when that's you know it's just. It's not a good situation. And then you hit a pipeline and oil is going to be everywhere. Oil is going to be everywhere, I have a feeling. Uh, I want to say this before we get to the next story. I should have mentioned at the top of the show. uh, Shout out to my dog, Stanley. He had uh, ACL surgery this week. Hope you're feeling well, buddy. I'm sure he's listening right now. He appreciates that. How did you get to that point? What point? Bringing up the dog. Well, I love my dog. What do you mean? Okay. I think think the... My dick is never limp. Oh, that's not what I wanted to have. <laughs> Samsonite. <laughs> the Samsonites appreciate me shouting out my dog. Uh, all right. Let's uh, this settle in because this is, this is a real serious story that I came yes. across this week. And you want to talk about instability in the Middle East and, and a fucking massive problem. This is going to be a massive problem if this is true. Okay. Gaza is set to be uninhabitable by 2020. That's not good. Forget not good. That's 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 World War Three waiting to happen. The United Nations Conference on Trade and Development says the 50 day war last year with Israel uh, drove the country, Palestine, Uh into a deep recession and left, quote, almost all of the population destitute. If wars and economic blockades continue, the territory may become unlivable, which it, so you, how many people are we talking about? I, I have some stats about this oh, okay. that we're going to get into, but it's like you you want to talk about they're worried about settlements on the Gaza Strip and all this stuff. Think about an entire country, or you know, or a huge section of that country where people can't live. The displacement, the anger that results in that, like that's going to be a, a terrible situation, a real mm-hmm. horrible humanitarian problem, and it already is. You know, it's not something that's being talked about, but I'm going to read you some of these stats, and they're staggering. Okay. 
Uh, Gaza GDP dropped 15% in 2014. 72% of households suffered from food insecurity, which means they don't know where their next meal is coming from. 72%. That's insane. 44% unemployment. So almost half the country doesn't have a job. And there's no hope really of them getting a job because their infrastructure is just completely destroyed, which we're going to get into. Which would make sense for the 72% of households not to know where the food is. Because if you don't have a job, you can't buy the food. Absolutely. And there's other reasons. And we're going to get to that. 500,000 people have been displaced as of right now okay god right Twenty thousand homes were destroyed 148 schools 15 hospitals 45 primary health care centers were severely damaged now when we talk about extremism and people that get into a desperate situation so they're more willing to adopt a radical ideology this is a desperate situation for sure and take schools out of the equation you can't teach lack the of young. education they're, they're going to be illiterate uh, in a lot of cases you know kids are starving Good luck trying to save those kids. Who's going to be more appealing to them? The the group Hamas or different terrorist groups that are going to say, listen, we know who caused this. It was Israel. Yeah, it's America. Yeah, they're yeah. going to rise up against us. And now you're creating an entire generation of people that hate you. Hate you, right. When, when in fact, we could go in there and be helpful and try to keep Israel in check because the big argument is that, well, the Palestinians and, and different terrorist groups within Palestine – or, you know, they attack Israel. They throw rocks at them. They they bomb Israel. And fine, they shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. But we also have to acknowledge that Israel is a superpower that's very wealthy, is backed by the United States militarily. They have a very good standard of living. They can defend themselves in a way that, you know, Gaza could only dream of. The damage is being done by the power. It's not the, like, the, the blame... Yes, certain aspects of the minority group should be blamed for this because they are attacking and, you know, they could adopt a peace process. But Israel's not adopting a peace process when you have Netanyahu there, who's extremely hawkish. He is they're currently debating a policy of whether they should be allowed to shoot people that throw rocks. It's not a fucking question. Well, I agree with you. It's not a question, but that's that's where the mindset is, where it's like, oh well, they're throwing God. rocks at us, so, so we should them. be able to murder them and drop bombs on them. Uh, at least 247 factories and 300 commercial centers were fully or partially destroyed by Israel, while the agricultural sector, sector alone suffered $550 million in losses. So you're talking about, you know, fruits, vegetables, things that they're growing, wheat, rice, whatever. Destroyed five hundred fifty million dollars worth. So all this is being attributed to Israel attacking them, is what we're saying. Uh, it's because of the fifty day war. It, okay. it was called Operation Protective Edge. This is the thing that took place last year that yes. you know everybody's paying attention to, which I thought was brutal. And you know Israel needed to be put in check there. You, whatever, we don't have to relitigate mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yes, and it's also economic sanctions against them and different things that you know that are being done. They can't. Uh, Palestinians can't travel freely um, to, for work purposes or anything like that. So it's a really bad situation. They're yeah. kind of in like a little mini jail there and their economy is being stepped on and they don't have any kind of real autonomy, you know? What scares me is the fact that only in four short years you have all these people who can't live there anymore. That's insane. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you already have a, a bad... I mean, this is already a bad situation, but right. But if the entire region just becomes unlivable, then yeah, it's going to be disaster. Operation Protective Edge, and we'll wrap up with this, claim the lives of... 2,251 Palestinians, mostly civilians, 
72 Israelis. So put that in perspective, right? It's it's mm. thousands to one, you know. Uh, according to the UN, over 550 children were killed during the offensive. 3,436 were injured, and an estimated 1,500 lost their parents. Which oh again, that's another situation where it's like, okay, now you have no guidance. You hate the people that did this, real or perceived. We took your parents from you. Yeah. So good luck. You know that that's a generation lost. Around 100,000 people in Gaza are still homeless. So that's the situation there. That's something that that is a crisis waiting to happen because 50 years down the line, 20 years, whatever you want to yeah. say, 20 years down the line, it's going to be like, well, where did these, where did this terrorist group come from? Where did, where did this, you know, and look, maybe it could go the other way. Maybe, you know, but we've seen historically that when people don't have food, they suffer serious losses no in education. education yeah well what, what is going to end up happening and then we pretend down the road like well they're just extremists and we don't know why they're doing it you know it's a huge problem yeah and no one helped them when they could no and uh, not a lot's being done no and you know the united states kind of has their hands tied kind of because of the unbreakable bond with israel which i'm not saying is a problem obviously we should you know be allies with israel however we need to stand up as a country and help those in need. Yeah, because if we're going to be the superpower, the the superpower of the world, you you have to be a benevolent power as well as one that has you know political and mm-hmm. and military might. It's it's not a good situation. So I I just wanted to bring that up, and we'll we'll see where it goes. But you know, to me that doesn't seem seem good at all. No, we definitely have to take a stand over there and be a force for change. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's ridiculous, and you know, you got to put the pressure politically or however you're going to do it on Israel. It's, it is uh, because people want to pretend that it's an, it's an equal fight between Israel and, and Palestine and, and Gaza. Yeah. It's and not, hell it is. it's not. So the, the onus in my opinion is on Israel to be the one that are maybe going to make a couple of sacrifices here and there, mm-hmm. make some concessions. And then if mortar attacks continue, fine, then maybe you have more of a valid claim, but most of the damage was done to civilians. It wasn't yes. done to the people that were actually shooting mortars and things like this. And not to mention, if Israel keeps it up, attacking them and doing whatever, you can't use the property if it's uninhabitable anyway. Oh, of course. Right. So that doesn't help them at all. No. Yeah. Well, right. Uh, yeah. I mean, that that's fair, too. Right. I mean, if the if the entire... Region. All the land is just destroyed. Right. What, what, what difference does it make whether you have control of it or not? Yeah. Um, all right. This is a heavy story. Okay. We're going to get into it a little bit. I want to put it out there because I haven't really seen it too much. Again, I don't watch a ton of TV news or whatever, but yes. I feel like this hasn't been something that's been out there, but this is a, this is an important thing. This kid, Jamichael Mitchell, he's a 24 year old who suffered from schizophrenia and bipolar disorder Ooh. and who was jailed on $3,000 bail and held for four months, four months for uh-huh. stealing a Mountain Dew, a Snickers bar and a zebra cake from a 7-Eleven was found dead in his cell last week. He was in Virginia. Okay. All right, this is $5, about $5 yeah. worth of stuff. He likely starved to death after refusing food and not taking his medications. He was supposed to be transferred to a mental health facility yes. after a judge declared him unfit for trial because he has schizophrenia and bipolar disorder. He's not taking and his he's medication. And he's not eating. He's not eating, so... 
a lot of what he's saying is not making sense. He, re- he really isn't capable of, of defending himself. Meanwhile, this kid's going on trial for $5. It's like give him a fucking ticket and send him home. Like, yeah. You deem him not fit to stand trial. What are you doing putting this kid in jail? Anyway, there were no beds at the, the mental health facility they were trying to send him to, so they just let him stay in jail for four months. So why don't we try to find another facility? Sure, or just realize, look, let's, let, let's just let this kid out. What difference does it make? I, I have some quotes. Evan Nelson, who's a forensic psychologist, says, Mr. Mitchell's thought processes were so confused that only snippets of his sentences could be understood. The rest were mumbled statements that made no rational sense. Okay, so obviously this kid can't defend himself. Why is he in jail? Is he really even understanding why, mm-hmm. what he's being punished for? No, of course not. You're basically torturing this person. Roxanne Adams, who's his aunt, on why the family wasn't allowed to visit him because I was like, well, wh- how come nobody went there? Yeah. His mind was gone because he wasn't taking his meds, so he didn't have a list for anyone to see him. They asked him to fill out a list. Who who do you want to allow to come visit? Oh, him? and he's so incapacitated. Yeah, he couldn't, he, he couldn't yeah. tell them what what to do. Now he went in six foot three, one hundred eighty five pounds. He came out dead at a, about a hundred pounds. Jesus Christ! What the fuck are we doing in this country? Uh, black, not caring. Not caring is what we're doing. A black kid. I'm not saying that this is necessarily race related it could be but does it appear that that's what is motivated by this but it's a lack of empathy it's a lack of understanding and it's a problem where again we talk about all the time who is who is taking up the mantle for people that need medication mental health like nobody nobody his mother said that he was a very his nickname was wheezy the kid apparently just smoked cigarettes all day and would just like laugh and like hang out with his friend you know he wasn't uh he wasn't dangerous he never got in trouble for doing anything dangerous he fucking stole some some candy Take it away, take it back, and say, give me $5 and let the kid go home. Well, why, why is this a jailable offense? And then even worse, you see that the kid's not eating. He's refusing food. Fucking realize what's going on, that he can't say, I'd like my mom to be able to visit or my aunt to be able to visit. Well, I, I just don't understand the, the lack of empathy there, and it, it's, dis- it's disturbing. In, Amer- in the United States of America in 2015, we don't understand that somebody that is severely mentally impaired, we can't do something better for this person. Well, here's my question. Obviously, the family found out that he was detained or arrested, whatever it may be. Shouldn't there have been a third party to help the family communicate with the jailed individual so we can get them on the list so they can come and see them? Maybe, but all this shit costs money. That's the problem. First of all, they put this kid in jail... $30,000 $30,000 bail. First of all, they denied his bond at first. Then it's $3,000. For $5. For, for, for yeah, a fucking candy bond. Yeah. Why, why is his bail so high? I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. This kid should never have been in jail to begin with. And now he's in the ground where he shouldn't have been to begin, you know, at all. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, that that stuff is just, um, I wanted to put it out there because, you know, this person deserves to have his story told. It's, it's yes. a tragic. I mean, it's fucking tragic. And this shit, I, I would assume, happens quite a bit more than we find out about i mean i think there's probably people that have undiagnosed uh mental illnesses where they are just sort of deposited in in different jails and that's it and that that's where they're treated and they're or not being treated as you know as the yeah. case may be it's, it's really sad um so anyway that that's something that i wanted to put out there because you know i, I just saw it the other day and i thought it was important to talk about it's just mental health in this country it's got to change it's it's not good of course of, of course i mean because you that's the other aspect of it. I, you know, obviously this kid is not well off and I, I don't know like his full backstory, but it seems like, you know, he didn't have the means to really, his family didn't have the means to, um, 
you know, correct the situation or, yes. or, or treat it correctly. People are always talking about, oh, people that are on welfare, they're just, uh, and I'm, assu- I'm I'm not saying that he was on welfare. I'm just put, putting this argument out. People say people on welfare are lazy. They're, you know, they just want to scrub off the government. Mm-hmm. This is a, obviously a person that could have used assistance, obviously, right? Like yes. he's not somebody that is, scrub- what do you want him to do realistically? Do you, you want him to go to college? You want him to, he's, he's impaired. He probably can't, you know, hold a regular job or whatever it is. This is somebody that deserves help, and we need to have a system in place, a legitimate system that, right, goes out into communities and talks to people and tries mm-hmm. to figure this stuff out. P- possibly advocates at the jail. Why, why don't we have somebody at the jail that's specifically trained to deal with situations like this? Where you go, that's well, obviously this kid can't you know, de- defend himself or function. Right, well, what, he's not eating. Why don't we let his mom go? Or why don't we just fucking let him out? Again, now that's the ultimate solution mm-hmm. is let him out of prison. That, that shit's infuriating. Especially I, when, in this case, he had a support system already there available to him. Of course. The family. Right. That obviously would make sure that he was taking his medicine or whatever, but he got so discombobulated while he was in prison. That was it. He just starved himself to death. See, I, I th- see this is a bit much, but as with everything in life, it should be looked upon case by case um, situations right. where there was certain things that could have been done to make sure that this never happened. Oh, uh, that's exactly what, what I'm talking where's about. Where's a right? social worker, case worker? Why wasn't somebody appointed? What happened with the lawyer? Like, I yeah, just, they said a lot he, of, yeah, there's a lot of holes in the yeah. story. The the apparently he was provided a public defender. Okay, unclear what that person did. Uh, you know, she was unavailable for com- he or she. Yeah, I don't know, was unavailable for comment. Who who knows? Right, but this is just another case. It's like Khalif Browder. The kid. We I don't even know if we got into the full story, but Khalif Browder in Rikers Island, where he was there for years without charge, solitary confinement oh, for really? nothing. He was never charged, and then he got out of jail and was wavering, and and he killed himself. It's like w- w- this is this is a tragic story that I think gets repeated over and over mm-hmm. again. And there's just another example of it, but this one's really uh, it's, it's really sad. unfortunate. Yeah, how many don't we hear about? That's the that's the problem. Um. All right. Wanted to put that out, out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is going to be a long episode, Joey. I'm excited. I feel yes. good. You, you're in, right? Yes, I'm totally in. I think the Samsonites appreciate it. Uh, I feel bad that we're not doing an episode next week, you know? It's but look, okay. I, I got to go on vacation. Everybody needs a vacay. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe you don't call it a vacay. It's fine. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> Nitpicking. <laughs> no. Um, all right. So the next thing I wanted to get to, this is a, this is a quick one, and then we're going to get into like the, you know, the, um, whatever, the, the meteor uh, topics that we yeah. have for this week. Yeah. Uh, the Iran deal, Joey. Mm-hmm. Senator Barbara Mikulski, a Democrat from Maryland, became the 34th Democrat to back the deal, which gives Obama the ability to veto a resolution against the deal, uh, which means that the Iran it goes deal through no matter what is now. going to happen. Yes. Okay. Which is good. The Democrats are shooting for 41 votes to avoid a filibuster in the Senate. You need 60 mm-hmm. to filibuster if they get 41 support. Uh, obviously, that that only gets you to fifty nine. You can't filibuster it. Uh, the veto, like the reason why thirty four is important, is because a veto, a presidential veto, is overwritten by a two thirds vote in both houses of Congress. The fact that a thirty fourth senator mm-hmm. supports it means that they can't get to sixty six to override the veto. Oh, they can only playing get to math. Six. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, so that's that's how it works. Uh, the Iran deal is going through. Not much more to say about it, uh, although I am going to get a little bit into it later with the Dick Cheney clip, that son yes. of a bitch just spewing his uh, his hateful reptilian nonsense that is uh, neither here nor there. The next thing I want to get into, dude, this is this one is just a great... 
such a crazy story and we'll get into like the religious aspects of it and all, and all this. What, mm-hmm. what are you doing? You looking at the clock? What's the matter? Yes. What do you got somewhere to be? No, no, no. I was looking at the clock because I think you might have said a great title and I looked at it so I can go back and go at this time you said this. Oh, wonderful. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I like where your head's at. What is your other story, Joey? It's about uh, Kanye. Yeah, let's save that for the end because I think that's more of a bit, right? It's yes, not, it's a bit. Okay. All right. So we'll do that at the end. But you're not supposed to tell them it's a bit. <sighs> They know what they know. Okay, it's a bit. Dude, you're insulting the intelligence of the listeners. They no, know no, not bit. at all, guys. I love you. Apologize. No, he bites. I apologize. <laughs> the no, he bites. You're such a dummy. No, he likes the nobodies. Uh, Kentucky clerk Kim Davis. This is the woman that is refusing to issue oh, marriage Kimmy. licenses to uh, same sex couples. Uh, I hate that I didn't mention this story weeks ago. I had an article saved since August 17th titled Judge colon kentucky clerk need not issue gay marriage licenses amid court case i knew this shit was was coming it was gonna blow up yeah it was just one of those ones that i cut from the rundown because i was waiting for it to blow up but i'm annoyed because we would have been way ahead of the story i was paying attention to it it is what it is you snooze you lose you know yeah you did snooze on that one so well no i was paying attention to it this whole time but it just didn't fit it you know i figured it wasn't as pertinent but now it's really come to a head and we can talk about it I'm going to give a little rundown of the backstory of this okay. thing. And I have some clips and, you know, we, we can just have more of a freeform discussion about it. What? I was going to ask you to start with the clip. No, 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 no. I got to oh, give okay. a little backstory and then we'll get into it. She stopped issuing all marriage licenses after the Supreme Court gay marriage ruling citing religious beliefs. All right. On August 28th, she asked the Supreme Court for permission to deny marriage licenses to same-sex couples on grounds of religious freedom. Mm-hmm. August 31st, Supreme Court says No. You have to. That's you work for a state. You can't just. So the highest court in the law told him no. Yeah. Okay. Which you know, according to Ted Cruz, is just an invalid body. And, mm-hmm. you know, okay. On Monday, uh, September first, which was Monday, she refuses to issue licenses to two same-sex couples despite the Supreme Court ruling. All right. So they said no. She's like, fuck that. I'm gonna do it anyway. God is in my <laughs> corner. I am not gonna issue these licenses. Update: She's now in jail. Nice. <laughs> Which we can talk about whether she, I think she should be in jail. No, just fire. Just fire her. Just be like, listen, you don't work here anymore. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to issue marriage licenses, simple solution: don't have a job where you have to issue marriage licenses, and you don't have to worry about it. Go work at that pizzeria that doesn't want to serve, uh, you know, pizza to gay people. Mm-hmm. That's all. Go, go, be there, and you'll be welcomed with open arms. She's in jail. I don't think she needs to be in jail, but that is where she is until she decides she's going to follow the rules, follow the, the, the letter law. of the law. Yeah. Yes. All right. This is a video of her on, uh, when is it? Oh, I guess this is from the, the first. There was a video okay. where the couple goes in and they're like, we want to, we want a license, please. And she's mm-hmm. like, no. So we're going to play the clip. This is a gay couple, obviously talking to her and, uh, let's see what happens. Hold on. I just got to cue it up here. 22 seconds. Sorry, Joey. This is so unprofessional. Okay, here we go. Oh, meanwhile, there, there's like a shitload of reporters there, obviously, because they're yeah. waiting for this woman in a fucking jumper to, you know, ma- make a problem. And she does make a problem. And uh, here we go. You've been married, Kim. I just want you all to know that we are not issuing marriage license today. Why? Pending. Um, what appeal is left? Pending the appeal in the Sixth Circuit. The What's the appeal in the Sixth Circuit? Been mm-hmm. Right. The injunction so, is the order that you're supposed to issue marriage licenses. And we're not issuing marriage the licenses The Supreme today. Court denied your stay. We are not issuing marriage licenses today. So Based I would, on what? I would ask you all Why to are you not issuing marriage licenses today? Because I'm not. Under- uh, because I'm not. 
Yeah. His authority. His Are you authority. not issuing lawsuits? Did God authority. tell you, tell you to do this? Did God I tell you to treat us? I don't believe like this? in your God. I asked you out to leave. You are interrupting my You can business. call the police if you want to. Okay, you're interrupting my business. Okay, yeah. so under God's authority. And the people. She was elected. Well, she wasn't elected. She's a because she works at a you know she's a county clerk, but she, know, was, she elected, was elected uh, no, she was as a clerk there. No, you don't get elected to be a clerk. I don't think. Uh, you can look I'm it up. Pretty, I'm pretty sure she was elected. No, nah, I think you just get hired. So, but but it, either no, she wasn't elected. But I, but either way, it's like okay, because if she was elected, then I'd almost be like, fine, those are the people that want her there. So it's according terrific. to my sources, uh, she is an elected official, and the ledger state can impeach her, but that is unlikely because many state lawmakers believe her status are you kidding me i I didn't know that really yes so she's elected and she makes eighty thousand dollars a year yeah that i saw yeah i don't understand that that she would be elected well okay so i mean that doesn't really change the change the argument however the fact that she was elected you would think that people probably like her stance then right like people probably in the state are probably like go for you kim do do what you gotta do (laughs) do it kimmy but no that's not how it works the supreme court told you you're not allowed to do it so you're not allowed to do it and of course you can't because here's the thing she's citing freedom of religion i also have another clip of her uh, august 22nd this was before all this happened she did a rally on capitol hill for what about this issue you you gotta see the fervor with which she she's like banging the pulpit and like getting like you know like right before people are about to speak in tongues that's what she's acting like you can't she's entitled to her religious belief fine if you don't think that same-sex couples should be able to get married if you don't think that gay people whatever you (laughs) believe fine you're entitled to that however it goes too far when now you're going to try to infringe on other people's rights yes. that don't have those religious beliefs because again the freedom of religion entitles you to not have a religion at all that's free you can go practice it wherever you want but you can't when you work for a state or you work for a county you can't just make up your rules and say no i'm not doing that it's the same when people don't want to give the uh, the morning after pill because mm-hmm. they work at a hospital then don't work at a hospital that, like, those are your options. Do the job or don't work there because you're a public servant. Yes. You can't You can't just re- rewrite wh- however you want because, oh, God told you, you you're not supposed to do that. It's absurd. Also, do you, do you find her to be kind of a hypocrite? If no, nope, don't bring no, it up yet. No, what? no, what? what? Is it facts about her? Yes. Save it. We're going to save it? Yeah, because I want to get the story out. Okay. And then we'll talk okay, about possible it. hypocrisy on the part of Kim Davis, okay. which I don't like throwing the word hypocrite. Look, I mean... P- of course, but we're going to talk about. Would you want stuff. rather throw a stone at her? Well, yeah, but only not near the Gaza Strip because I'll probably get killed by an Israeli soldier. <laughs> All right, this is her talking August twenty second. This is a rally. This video is like a minute fifty four. The audio quality is not superb, but I want to play it because we can kind of describe what's going on. Okay, and I want you to see this woman just freaking out. I mean, it's so. I mean, this is... All right, let's play the clip and then we can get Mm -hmm. into the point I was going to make here. All right, this is her talking on Capitol Hill. She's such a little... She's such a schlump, too. She's wearing... Just a little... (laughs) Whatever. Go, Ken! Yeah. Yep. God bless you, ma'am. That's exactly what you'd expect to be yelled during this uh, yes. this little debacle. Ah, oh, she's Woo! emotional. I am totally overwhelmed by this show of support. I'm first this 
Yeah. Wait, watch her. That's fine. Fine. Have the joy of, of yes. God in your heart. That's fine. Okay. Oh, my God. Wow. Okay, listen. I encourage you to go check out this video. It's Rowan County Clerk Kim Davis at Capitol Rally. She's 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 hitting the pulpit going, he's worthy, worthy, worthy. She's 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 getting like yes, emotional. Crazy. Yeah. But that's no, but that takes it beyond that's like manic shit. She's okay. like getting crazy there. To me. That that's how I read that. Like if you saw cause here's the thing. I mm-hmm. bet there's a lot of people on the right or people that watch Fox or whatever that watch this woman and like, good for her. This woman's this taking is a stand. Great. If this was an Islamic dude or a Muslim guy standing at that pulpit doing saying, the same thing. Allah is worthy and Allahu Akbar and all this shit, they'd be like, That's a terrorist get up. They'd be yep. freaking out. This is what it looks like, in my opinion. To be radical, she's radical. She's being radical for for lack of a better term. That that is what she is. Kimmy the radical. Yeah, if you'd like to do that, sure. Yeah, okay. Kimmy the radical. Yeah, she's this is ra- this is radical to me. If she was in a different circumstance or a different place, and she really believed, because she really believes it, I think. Yes. If she re- if it was in a different circumstance, she'd she'd blow up a building. She she'd do something in the name of of God. She would. If God wanted her to, yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. She's just in this case, God just doesn't want, you know, two uh two gay people to get at it. Mm-hmm. But if God in in her mind was like, listen, you you, you got to get that building. You got to kill the Jews. She'd be like, "All right." She'd be in because if God told her, she'd do it. I believe that. This is radical. Mm-hmm. It's just not violent radical, but it's still radical. L- l- let's finish this. Okay. And then we'll we'll get to the uh, possible hypocrisy. He's so worthy. Watch out. How does she know everybody? I've just, how, I, I hate when people say that. I love each of you. She doesn't know them. Does she? Not through the power of Christ. She, she gets it. Okay. Uh, she's banging the pulpit again. She's screaming. Oh, oh, wow. Look, I got to say this woman is uh, an emotional wreck. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that. Look, the other, again, we, we do this all the time. Yes. I don't have a problem with you having a personal faith. That's great. I think it's important for a lot of people to have that. I don't de- deny your right to, to have that. Of course you should. Mm-hmm. This woman, I think, takes it to an extreme level. Yes. She's also... She's defending a principle that is indefensible. You you can't deny people rights that they are rights now. The yes. court said they are rights. They're allowed to do it. You can't just decide. And you know what? To a certain extent, fine. Good for you that she's willing to make the stand and go to jail over it. That's great if mm-hmm. that's your personal belief. It's not. I don't think it should change anything. But fine. If you want to do this, 
go for it. That's great. But but in no way is she correct or should this change anything to to fit her mold. That that's not going to work. But great, be 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 a zealot and go do what you got to do. Again, this is what we talk about with um you know different uh, extremist groups, different terrorist attacks. Are they crazy or are they just fervent? You know, like fervent believers. Mm-hmm. Are they worthy of praise or scorn? It's just the opposite side of the coin. The same people that would defend her would look at Islamic extremists and be pissed off about that. But what is the difference? They both believe it. Yes. To a to just a a cra- I'm saying crazy extent, but a really passionate extent, mm-hmm. right? The only way you could get away with it is to figure out on a level at which point it's too radical. And go up by that. Yeah, but then, but again, then they, then, then you're getting into a different territory because, well, again, it becomes, it becomes too extreme when there's violence attached to it. Okay. All right. That's that. If you really have to draw a line and say yes. that's where it becomes too extreme. If you want to fucking, you know, chant in tongues and have snakes around your neck, mm-hmm. go for it. It doesn't bother me. But when you start a bothering other people with it, yes, uh, being violent, being destructive. Yeah. Then now you've crossed the line. But then you're also crossing over into the territory of what is religious freedom? How how far can the government get involved? You know, mm-hmm. it, it raises all these other questions. This is where the government gets involved. Again, should this woman really be in jail for this? No, probably not. Just fire her. Be like, you're done. That's the end of it. Impeach her. Yeah, they would said. have to impeach her. Go, okay, you're you're finished. But whatever. Go sit in a jail cell over it. That's fine. Got a little time to think about it. Maybe read about how it doesn't no, no, really no, matter no, no, whether no. homosexual people are are in a relationship. No, no, it no, literally no. doesn't matter. That's not you. how you do this, Kimmy. What you do is you read the Bible, okay, and then you read a you write a book about your trials and tribulations. Oh, for sure, yeah. And then you run for a higher elective office in the state, and you eat some chipotle. <laughs> we haven't <laughs> we haven't played in a long time. Nice. Yeah, no, I mean this this chick's gonna parlay this into something oh, yeah. for sure. She's gonna make a re- she's gonna be on Fox News, guarantee it. Mm-hmm. Should be maybe on uh, the Seven Hundred Club or something. She could be a religious correspondent. Yeah. You want to talk about the things that are potentially hypocritical about yes, yes, about yes, this woman? Yes. Go ahead. Well, we'll see if we got the, the same uh, information. The, the the main one is the being married four times. Yeah, she's been married four times, yes. divorced three. She sur- quote surrendered her life to God to religion four years ago, which is what I find, which is what I love about it. It's like yes. somebody that you know, uh, not a sports fan or something, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I fucking love the Chicago Bears. <laughs> oh, the Bears! I can't miss a game. But like Duh, you just bears. started liking it four years ago. What what happened? That's that's where it is. It's like this born again kind of mm-hmm. uh, mentality where she's just a big fucking fan of God yes. right now. You know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure that and fine, I don't begrudge her that, but it's like. Oh, yes. all of a sudden now you you your untouchable uh, religion that you just found. How old is this woman? Fifty years old? It's like, I think she's forty nine. Yeah. Okay. So, oh yes, these last four years have been magic. Well, I'm pretty sure somewhere it says something about divorce. Just you can't do it. I, yeah. I, I, I believe I, I you know can't that's do what it. You're gonna say, yeah. Look, I, I mean, and I, I believe a second time you can't do it even more so than the first time. Yeah, I think it gets exponentially and then worse. The yeah. third time is really. I thought the third time would be the charm, but it wasn't. Right. I mean, here's the thing. I don't uh, get divorced. I don't care because again, I'm not. I'm not tied up in that kind of like mindset. Mm-hmm. I get why people would look at that and go, "Wow, that's super hypocritical." Because it, it is. Like you're 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 going to be bastardizing marriage essentially. You're going to get married a bunch of times. Meanwhile, and, it means nothing to you. Yeah, and and the, but these people just want to get married, and and you know you're gonna begrudge them that you've done it over and over and over again. Fine, you know. Look, I 
I get why she would not see a problem with that. You know what okay. I mean? Like, I get it. Uh, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, but right, it, it's 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 ridiculous. Yes, sure. Like, oh, the sanctity of marriage that I've done for you know. Okay, fine. February 26th, I love this, Mm -hmm. and then we can wrap it up with this. She unknowingly issued a license to a trans man named Cameron Collin and his wife, Alexis. They went in. She saw the guy as a – obviously, he lives his life as a man. Yes. Born a woman. I'm sure she probably wouldn't have – No, no, no. She wouldn't love that. What happened is, in her defense, that day, God made it, so she didn't realize that that was a man. Right. And everything is okay. Yeah, well, I'm sure that probably would uh, jab her ass a little bit. Uh, she wouldn't yeah. be happy about it. Anyway, I, you I want like to know that. something, Chris? She's probably thinking about just that one incident right now in jail. Yeah, the the transgender one oh, got Lord. passed. I let one through. I've, I've sinned. <laughs> I've failed you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, anyway, Kim Davis, God be with you uh, through your struggles. I hope they just let her out of jail. Just be like, listen, fucking issue the marriage licenses or go go get another go get another job. Go work at Chick-fil-A. Well, in her defense, which I won't really take up, if it's they could just drive to the next county and do it. But I, I guess if yeah, you pay taxes, you right. have the right yeah, to do it. They wanna get married and that and that's it. So excuse me, I'm having a nice refresh. I like that we have a lot more. I, I feel good. I wish we could do a three hour show all the time. Okay. We're not going to do three hours today. I'm just kidding. It's probably going to be closer to two, but we'll see what happens. Center for Medical Progress. Yes. This is the group that was going after uh, Planned Parenthood with the Sting videos. Got a real nice update about this. And then we can, we can in my mind, until, mm-hmm. and such as, this issue's de- a dead issue to me. This, this, this ends it, as far as I'm concerned. Dead like an aborted baby? How dare you? Those babies deserve love. Those little babies deserve love and respect. No, I mean, I, I'm not trying to make a joke about it, but the, but as yes. far as I'm concerned, this issue is over at the okay. end of this. Uh, f- as far as we're concerned, this is the end of this this issue. At a certain at certain points in the Sting videos, there are descriptions of tissue procurement processes, uh, and then it cuts to pictures of fetuses for illustri- illustrative purposes. So they, they talk about what the process is, and then in the video, they cut to images of what that process is. Okay, so like a marketing video. Well, it's not a mar- you know, it's to it's to show what they're talking about. Oh, like when okay. we show a clip of somebody. Yes, okay, yes, that's yes, what they're yes. doing. Turns out uh-huh. they're using recycled photographs from a variety of sources, not necessarily Planned Parenthood. And in one case, it was a stillborn fetus, not an aborted one. Now, again, I'm not trying to be insensitive to the idea that the videos are graphic and it's uncomfortable to watch them. It certainly is. Mm-hmm. However, if you're putting out these videos to try to say that Planned Parenthood is doing something wrong, and then you're trying to trick everybody by putting in videos of stuff that is not actually an aborted fetus or actually the process, then, okay, we get that you're lying. Here's how we know that this this instance happens. Mm-hmm. Alexis Fretz, the woman who took the photo of her stillborn f- child that she oh. had, okay, she later posted it to her blog where she shared her grief about the stillborn, tweeted them saying she didn't give permission for use of the photo. Copyright. Well, she's not suing them. She's Damn it. just saying, yes. uh, that's my son, Walter, oh. which, can I just say this? Did you go there? No, I didn't go Please there. Please don't go it's there. It's creepy. I, God love this woman. She's got grief. It's creepy to-, to That's sad. Stu- it's very sad. You, you, it's troubling. You to totally me. brought down my mood. I apologize. It brought down my mood when I Jesus. when I read about it. But anyway, so yeah. she has this blog where she's talking about her grief, and they took the picture off her blog and were like, "This is a Planned Parenthood abortion." No, it's not. <laughs> That's fucking Walter Fretz, this woman's uh, poor stillborn son. Yeah. Okay. 
Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. hired a firm called Fusion GPS to look into the validity of the first five Sting videos. They're up to seven. This is the first. They, well, they stop at the videos. Yeah, well, no, they're never going to stop. Can't stop, won't stop. First five videos. Videos were so, this is the finding of the company. Mm-hmm. The videos were so heavily manipulated, they would not hold up in court. Even the full, supposedly unedited footage were missing large sections of time and were misleadingly altered to make separate conversations appear to take place in uninterrupted takes. Transcripts were erroneous. Yeah, of course. They say that they were as wishful thinking about what was said. (laughs) Please insert words here. Yeah. There was a particular instance, I forget exactly what it was, but they, like, one of the people that they were talking to from Planned Parenthood and the Sting video... Uh Is supposedly says that's a baby, like referring to a fetus or yes. whatever they were doing. But they they were like, see, they're admitting that's a baby, and like this is fucked up what they're doing. The the the, the person says like, no, it's just garbled sound. Uh-huh. There's no, it's not what that's not what happened. There's no way that's what they said. So okay, the videos are heavily manipulated. They're using images that are not actually what's taking place. Mm-hmm. Done. The, this issue's done. They, yes. They're going to talk about continuing to defund Planned Parenthood. Fine. They're gonna stop the government over. But this has, no, yeah, they're gonna shut down the government over. This has nothing to do. This, this is not real. These videos are heavily manipulated. Would not hold up in court. Done. That's the end of yeah. the issue, as far as I'm concerned. The Pope, Pope Francis, mm-hmm. who I actually really like, came out and said, "Forgive repentant women who've had abortions. You gotta, you gotta forgive them. You gotta mm-hmm. move on." Of course, fine. That they have to be repented. I don't think it needs to be I, repented. I, I'll be honest with you. I think that's more for the individual themselves and somebody else judging them for the abortion yeah of course right uh, i mean again this is this is, uh, the pope is speaking for a religion so fine yes. if he has to say his message through the you know code of that religion fine but what he's saying is he's like look let's be more compassionate about everyone yes, that, that's that, that's what this pope's message has been by and large and i respect the hell out of that also i would like just to note that uh this is the huge jubilee year of mercy and forgiveness oh really yes care to get into that a little more or? not at the current moment, maybe we'll do that for next uh, on the 18th. The 18th when we return for MSP 47. All right, we're about an hour in. We have um, the Dick Cheney stuff that I mm-hmm. oof, can't wait to get into. I really want your comments on that, uh, especially in the, you know, the SoundCloud comments. That'd be great. Yes. And I want to hear what you have to say about it, Joey. 2016 presidential update. The reason why I'm doing this little rundown now is because we're about an hour in. Mm-hmm. If people wanted to stop it now or whatever, save it for later, fine. Okay. I'm just giving you the opportunity that you could like pick it up and come back and have some stuff next week when we're not here. Alas, gotcha. we won't be with you. But uh, the 2016 update, Buzz Aldrin had something crazy to say. Oh, Stephen Buzzy? Hawking. Yeah, and then you're going to get to your fuck up of the week. So we have a nice little- uh, My you know, Kanye. Well, this is what I was going to say. Would you like to start- what I'm deeming kind of the second half of this podcast with your Kanye thing. Okay. Well, well, let's break it up because I think we covered a lot of good news here. We'll do, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a, a bit that you have, and then we'll yes. get into some of this other stuff. Okay. So breaking news. Do you need any sound effects while I do this? No. Kanye Are you sure? Wa- yes. You're, you're probably going to add them in. Because well, what if we just, what if we just had one? Okay. <laughs> Okay, good. So breaking news, as you know, Kanye West is running for president, believe it or not, as a Republican. Really? Yes. I just want you to listen to it and tell me if you agree. Okay. Order, huh? Yo, we are at war. We are at war with terrorism, racism, but most of all, we're at war with ourselves. 
Did you p- please promise me that you didn't take that? Like you didn't see this anywhere because I like what you're doing here. That's genius. That's okay. from, that's from Jesus Walks, correct? Yes. Which yeah is a yes. conservative anthem in my mind. Yes. Did okay. you didn't steal this bit from anyone? I have not stolen this bit from anyone. All right, you heard it here, folks. Okay. That's funny, Joe. I got yes, it. thank you. 18 years, 18 years. Uh-huh. She got one of your kids for 18 years. I know somebody paying child support for one of his kids. His Welfare baby's state. mama's car and his crib is bigger than his. Yeah. Yeah, there's a culture of dependence. And you're right. Kanye is coming out strong against that. All right. It seems we're living the American dream, but the people highest up got the lowest self-esteem. Mm-hmm. The prettiest people do the ugliest things for the road to riches and diamond rings. We shine because they hate us. Floss because they degrade us. We are trying to back, buy back our 40 acres. Yeah, well, that one's a little bit, I don't think, a conservative message there. Okay. Reparations, I don't think they're for that. Okay. <laughs> you just popped in and Kanye West, get ready for the summer workout tape. Uh-huh. And ladies, if you follow these instructions exactly, you might be able to put yourself a rapper, an NBA player. Man, at least a dude with a car. So first of all, going to get working on that stomach nobody wants a little tight ass right well look this is good he's talking about the obesity crisis in america he's saying if you work hard you can potentially marry uh, somebody who who is also <laughs> a, another hard worker yeah it's great okay i'm a monster i'm a raven i got this world is changing never give in never give up i'm the only one i'm afraid of no matter what you make it that from me my reign as far as you can see yeah the fear f- the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. He's echoing a lot of great sentiments from American history. Yeah, wow. The Kanye is a conservative. This is unbelievable. Yes. He's a Republican. And last but not least, uh-huh. something that the pastor don't preach, it's something that a teacher can't teach. When we die, the money we can't keep, but we probably spend it all because the painting cheap preach. Yeah, it's about the death tax, I think. That's mm-hmm. what he was talking about. All right, very good, Joey. Thank I'm you. extremely impressed with you. That's very good. Uh, you've heard it here first on the Mandatory Samson podcast. Kanye West. A Republican yes. running for president in 2020. Very good. Thank you. Nice job, Joey. I really like that. Uh, listen, guys, obviously we're joking. I don't think Kanye... I don't agree with any of those ideas. <laughs> and I don't think Kanye is really uh, running for president or a Republican. But very funny, Joey. I really enjoyed it. Dick Cheney, this son of a bitch. Can we... Why does... CNN has him on mm-hmm. talking about his book that he wrote with his stupid daughter, Liz Cheney, who ran for the uh, Senate... Okay. In Wyoming, let me make sure I got that right. Yeah, state state is important. Yeah, she she couldn't get elected in Wyoming, a, a place that has fifteen people and twelve sheep, where her dad is from. She couldn't get elected there. Well, she couldn't get elected from the no. Home she state? had to withdraw from the race. She couldn't even win the primary against another uh. Republican. All right, so we're gonna take her opinion seriously. Dick Cheney, who's uh the the most evil person that's ever had any kind of power in this country. We're gonna we're gonna interview them on CNN. Do these like fucking fluff piece interviews and try to get their book to go to number one on the New York Times bestseller list. Fuck off. I have a couple of clips that we're gonna get to. We're not gonna listen to the fluff pieces. Okay. But they're asking him about go give. May, may, I, it might be in the first clip. But it's like give give Obama a grade. Oh yeah yeah that that's great. Let's let's do a fluff piece and then ask uh, zero daughter Liz Cheney who who couldn't get elected in her own state. Uh, you know, ask her opinion about things because that's really what we want to hear about. This is going to be like kind of free form. Okay. Uh, we'll play the clip. This one's a minute and a half and the next one's like two minutes. Let's just play it and we can make our comments about it. But I hate that they give these people. Stop giving them a platform. What do we need to hear from Dick Cheney? You don't know what Dick Cheney thinks about things? I could tell you what he thinks about things. You just ask me. Say, oh, how do you think <laughs> Dick Cheney feels about the Randall? It's terrible. Okay, we get it. Should we have been in Guantanamo Bay? Yes. Okay. I could give you his answers. You don't need to read his stupid fucking book. 
well, to what? promote him and then hear his nonsense. Because do you know the amount of people that watch that and are like, well, he brings up a good point. No, he brings up terrible points. This guy has nothing to offer anymore in the mm-hmm. debate. His ideas, the neocons, the fucking neocon artists, their ideas are bankrupted. They don't work. We, we've proven it over and over and over again. And they keep asking him about these topics and he gives the same answers and we're supposed to what? Pretend that they didn't, they didn't have eight years in office or longer than that with the, with the first Bush. It wasn't like long enough. Reagan, they were there. They were all involved. Their ideas don't work. We know they don't work. But let's ask him about it and let's see what he has to think, you know, has to say about it. This and is Dick, now to the clip. This is Dick Cheney on CNN being interviewed by some dunce uh, with his daughter, Liz. And, you know, we'll stop it when relevant. This is about mm-hmm. a minute and a half. Dick. President Obama, you say? I say uh, president who's. Why is this guy still alive? That's the other thing. Can we stop giving this guy hearts? <laughs> let's take back Dick Cheney's heart. It's over. We don't need him. We don't need him. Policies are doing lasting damage to the United States of America. Yeah. The Iran nuclear deal. Terrible deal. It definitely ought to be rejected by the Congress. It was bad news, Dick. It wasn't. Should Guantanamo stay open? Yes. Any regrets? No, Guantanamo. <laughs> see, like they they're going to do these like little. First of all, you didn't know what Dick Cheney thought about all this. Is he ever going to say something that he did while he was in office was a mistake? No, no unless he can pin it on Bush. He's not going to say that. Which he wouldn't do anyway. No, he would. Rumsfeld's done it. Rumsfeld's blamed Bush for a ton of shit. They, they'll they'll throw anybody under the bus. Rumsfeld's he, not Dick. Dick and, and uh, Rumsfeld are, are buddies. Guantanamo, I, I read an article the other last week. I, I guess we didn't even bring it up on, on this podcast. I think I brought it up on Ranton and Raven with Yamanika and Chloe on the Man Samp report that I do at the end of that show. Mm-hmm. If you guys feel like checking it out, go for it. It's a great podcast. Love those two. Uh, I talked about it. When we got everybody, of the 300 original Guantanamo detainees, we only knew in full information about 30% of the people that were there. That's good. There's only like 13 or 16, I forget what the number, people that the United States has pulled in, left there. And the rest of them are all people that were given up by Afghan warlords and different people in the Middle East that had different vendettas Mm -hmm. and that were trying to curry favor with the United States when money was just fucking flowing like a sieve into that country when when we invaded. Like, Guantanamo is a disaster. It's a human rights atrocity and is used over and over and over again as a recruiting tool for terrorist groups yes. to be like, look what the United States does. That's this guy saying in one word, yes, said a million words about his point of view, about how he doesn't, his worldview is so fucking skewed. And he's about to, to say that Obama's is skewed yep. uh, in a second. It's about going into Iraq. No, it was the right thing to do then. I believed it then, and I believe it now. Yeah, it was the right thing. It it makes my skin crawl. It makes me so angry. Just know he's pure evil. He is. And no matter what we do, he's going to be around forever. Uh, He will. He's going to live forever. This reptilian son of a bitch is just going to live forever. Going to Iraq unequivocally was the wrong thing to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at the state of the place now. We just talked about it. Al Maliki, the guy that this son of a bitch and his cohorts vetted and said was the right guy to be there, is now probably going to go on trial Mm -hmm. for allowing ISIS to take over Mosul. That's good. We know that. We also know that ISIS wouldn't have existed. I mean, they blame Obama because he he abandoned the mission. Okay, yeah, let's just stay there for 150 fucking years and fight everybody. ISIS exists because of this man's administration, because of the Bush administration. Mm It was the wrong thing to do. They created a false narrative for war. There were no nuclear weapons. There was nothing going on there. Unequivocally, 
period. We can't argue facts at a certain point. But now we have to make sure that there isn't the opportunity of that nuclear... Yeah, yeah, we should just go back into Iraq. It was the right thing to do. Mm. He believes it then, and he believes it it now. now. You know why he believes it? Because he was the one that made up all the shit about it. So, of course, he believes it. It's his fucking delusional fantasy as to why we should have gone there. This guy, Joey, I mean, I don't know if you can tell or not. You're upset. I I, I see it. It drives me insane because it is the defining issue of my generation, Mm -hmm. 9-11 and the Iraq War. Those are the two things where you can shape the next hundred years of American foreign policy based on that. And they were the ones that set it off on the absolute wrong course. And he's going to sit there and be like, nope, right thing to do. Right thing to do. Again, Obama, it's going to be a hard road with climate change. Right thing to do. We're always right. Things are perfect. They're never, ever going to admit to you what is real or what's imagined. Fuck you, Dick Cheney. No apologies. No apologies. Yeah, no apologies. No, no apologies. Classic Dick Cheney. This is the other thing that annoys me. And then they cut to him walking with his dummy daughter and his dog it's classic Dick Cheney then stop playing it if it's classic we can go back and look at clips from 2001 you you don't need to see him now who cares what he has to say about this shit he's wrong stop doing these fucking fluff pieces you fucks this doesn't bother you not as much as it bothers you it drives me insane it drives me insane Unleashed, unapologetic, and once again, taking on President Obama. Sure, yeah. This time with a new book, co-authored with his daughter, Liz. Well, he's not going to stop if he can keep on writing Secretary books. Of State. Yeah, because he, he, he doesn't have enough blood and treasure, right? No, you always need more money. We wrote it because we're deeply concerned about the fact that we're in a world where the threats to the United States are increasing. We got the Chinese on the march in Southeast Asia. The Chinese... Is, is he really implicating the Chinese are going to attack yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. Is that what he he's just said? Implied, yeah, right. Yeah, because the Chinese are going to attack us even though they're cutting their military by 300,000 people. But yeah, they're on the march. Yeah. We've got uh, Russia on the march in Europe. We've Russia on the march in Europe. What is he talking about? Where, where's Everyone's the, marching. What, Ru- Russia is what? Attacking London? Did, did we miss something? <laughs> what happened? I, I don't understand what he's talking about. Yeah, I think he I, just... I think in his mind, we're always at war. That is that is exactly right. You're right, Joey. That is what it is. And that's what's so fucking dangerous. That's why they think the Iran deal is garbage because unless it, I guess, eliminates Iran. Like, <laughs> that's the, not the good reason enough. why they don't like the deal is because it treats Iran like an actual fucking country, which it is. Yes. You're not going to topple Iran. They don't have nuclear weapons, but you're not going to topple them. You're not going to go in there and just fucking, what, what are you going to do? So unless the deal was Iran just stops being a country, they weren't going to be happy with it. Yeah. It's night. It's nightmarish. Their 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 point of view. ISIS and the caliphate established now in the middle. East. Yeah, ISIS and the caliphate has been established. Yeah, you you see their big castle that they've built in the middle. Like, you think the threats against the United States are as great as any time since the end of World War II, and at right. the same time, right. this administration has rapidly diminished our military capability and our capacity to be able to meet those threats. Yeah, exactly. But that's why we're going to get that fighter jet there. I, I, thank you, Joey. Yes, okay, because I was while listening to this, being like, am I fucking crazy? <laughs> Did we not just talk about this? Yeah, we're building a, tr- you know, whatever it is, a trillion dollars worth of, of <laughs> fighter jets that are unparalleled and unmatched in the world. But uh, yeah, cloaking devices. Yeah, we're diminishing our capability. This, this is what gets me, like, this is what drives me crazy, because because it's so it's Orwellian nonsense that they're just spitting out there. We'll say anything. Mm-hmm. We're gonna look right in your fucking eyes, and we're gonna lie to you, and we're gonna say anything we want. And 
guess what? 50% of the population is going to believe us because they hate Obama yep. and they hate the idea of progress. And we're just going to stick to the narrative that things are terrible and everybody's caving in on us. And and there's a little bit of a pushback from the, the interviewer here. Oh, really? But not enough. Yeah, but not, but nothing. If I'm sitting there and he says that to me, I'd be like, are you really? Is that really what you're going to say to me, Would you want to interview Dick Cheney? Yeah, I would love to. Yeah. Can I would we, love to. Can we start the ball on this process? Yeah. Samsonites unite. Please. Send out letters wherever you got to send them. <laughs> to Dick Cheney. I would like to interview Dick Cheney. Five minutes. That's all I need yes. to ask Dick Cheney. Because he would say something and I would go, that's false. And he would go, no, no, it's not. And then the penguin would just get up <laughs> and fucking wobble his way out of the room with his leaky heart. And then that would be the end of it. Let's finish with okay. this little clip. I have one more that we're going to get to. I won't stop it as much because I think okay. I've said what I... Okay. Yes. How much damage do you think President Obama Oh, th- this done? this isn't the pushback. This is a softball to uh, yeah. to Liz Cheney. I think it's been devastating. Yeah. Uh, he's strengthened our enemies. He's strengthened our adversaries. He's uh, abandoned our allies. Uh, and I think his his tendency and his determination... Can you pause for a second? College- Question for you. Um, you're Liz Cheney. Oh, actually, no. You're somebody watching Liz Cheney. Do you give her more credibility because dad's there with her, or do you give her less credibility because dad is with her? Well, I mean, I think if you're apt, I mean, obviously, I, I think she has zero credibility on anything. What is she, what is she really, what has she done? If you're somebody that's apt to agree with them, yeah, it gives, it gives, the only reason she's there is because of her dad. Yes. Like, she doesn't, she hasn't, what, what, in what realm is Liz Cheney somebody that we should be taking, uh, lessons from she first of all she just agrees with with, with Pop, daddy. papa dick over there and so w- w- you don't she's irrelevant i mean she's just an, an add-on to the situation uh, yeah the what, what what credibility does she have she does not need to be there her dad was like throwing her a bone like come on come on the interview yeah, we'll write yeah, a book yeah. together you'll get paid it is what it is like she has no credibility no there's no reason to listen to this okay. For the nation, consistently and repeatedly around the world, has been devastating. Yeah, she was assistant. Sorry, she was assistant to the secretary. Secretary of State said the little thing. Yeah, in, uh, in the Bush administration, I think, right or yeah. whatever. So, okay, you had to get that job. And Obama for me. I think he's a, a man with a worldview that doesn't fit reality. <laughs> which I love. It's just like do 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 do. Like he's saying that Obama's worldview doesn't fit reality. We, it's been. A decade, we or, or more, we know what his worldview br- brings yes. about. We we see it. There's um, proof. I would like to add that to the soundboard, please, when you get a chance. Not the Obama part. Uh, him saying the reality. Reality. Okay. Uh. uh well, r- write it down. Remind okay. me. I'll I'll do it. Um. All right. That's part one of our uh, blockbuster interview with uh, Liz and Dick Cheney. Um. I just don't understand it. It's infuriating. Let's listen to the second part because I don't remember. Oh, I do remember because there's a part that really drives me insane about this. We'll do that. Okay. We'll take a breath, you know, relax a little bit. I'm, nice. I'm sorry if, you know, people listening, you, you get tired of hearing it, but it, it really is uh, infuriating. And it's it's so crucial to listen to this stuff. Because of the fact- and pick it apart. It's nonsense. Well, also, we have to keep in mind that it keeps it in the forefront of everybody's mind. The more right. we see Dick Cheney- more rhetoric. It's just yes. perpetually the same fucking line. It, it, well, right. It's rewriting, but it's rewriting history in a lot of ways because they'll ne- they're never going to say, ah, you know what, we f- we fucked up on that. They're just going to say, no, we were right. Obama's the worst. And look, we go after Obama. I don't think it's like well, I'm just being one sided on this no. thing. I, I I did a whole thing at the top of the show where I think he's being uh, hypocritical about that stuff. It, it's you know he's contradicting everything he's saying. But this is this just takes the cake. This shit is insane. Uh, all right, this is like. 
uh, yeah, like a two minute clip. So okay. I, I got to get to it and then we'll uh, we'll listen to it. Hold on. Two. F- just wait, bear with me. Hold on one second. Word out there. Um, All right. And uh, so she does have some opposition now. And I'm, my bet is Joe's going to run. He may want Joe Biden to run, but it isn't stopping Cheney from a full-on attack against the White House and the Iran nuclear deal. Yeah. The objective was no nukes for the Iranians, but that's not uh, what's happened here. The objective was uh, no enrichment for the Iranians. That's not what the treaty does. According to the treaty, (laughs) Iran can enrich... Well, why doesn't this dunce that's interviewing him say, well, with all due respect, sir, this... Iran can enrich uranium to 3.67%. Uh-huh. Do you know how much percent you need to enrich uranium to to, to make a nuclear weapon? 80-something? It's 90%. Oh, it's not. So there's a gap, I think, there between 4% and 90%. It's a small gap. That you literally can't make a nuclear weapon. I mean, this is just for like power plants and, and like energy purposes. Uh-huh. Uh, you can't make a bomb. She doesn't say that to him when he says this. Yes. Which is good because it's just it's just going out on CNN, which is like, you know, the number two most widely watched news program in the world. Uh-huh. Just let Dick Cheney say whatever he wants. That's fine. Not a treaty. What the agreement does, basically, it's what it says. Within a specified period of time, Iran is going to be able to do whatever they want to do with respect <laughs> to developing nuclear weapons. How? How? How, how, Cheney- how is that the case? I because mean, it is. We've talked about it a number of times. I'm not going to get into it, but that's categorically false. That- Dick Cheney says it. It must be true. Yeah, well, to Dick Cheney, sure. And Liz, and he's like, you're right, you're right, Papa. Mm-hmm. Goes further. He believes the deal will cause a nuclear arms race in the Middle East and charges it will more than likely lead to the first use of a nuclear weapon since Hiroshima and Nagasaki. You know, the, the only good part about that would be it would create jobs. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If they if there's a race there, yes. people are going to have to be uh, competing for the good jobs to build the nuclear weapons. He thinks that this is going to this deal, the deal that limits their use of uranium, uranium, mm-hmm. and other nuclear sites is going to lead to nuclear war. Yes. Is what he says. How? How could a deal to prevent such things from happening yeah. be the cause and effect of it? Right. When in the absence of a deal, they could do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I, it's mind-boggling. I do think when you take the the insta- instability that we have in the Middle East and the conflict and ISIS and the rise of the caliphate and all the uh-huh. terrorism that's gone on in that part of the world, and you dump nuclear weapons into that mix, I think the possibility that sooner or later somebody's going to use one of those nuclear weapons has increased fairly significantly. Of course, but that's but that's going off the idea that Iran is going to have a nuclear weapon, which there's no evidence of that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fact, it's less likely today than it was you know a year ago. But okay. President Obama says it's the best deal we could get, and opponents are pro-war. You say? He's wrong. Uh, it's no, if we, We've done much better than that in the past in other no, negotiations. He How so, Have Dick? we? Yeah. How have so, we, what, what? What are you talking about? See, this is what's insane. I mean, this is, what, four minutes? Yes. With, this is what we did with the Carly Fiorina video, which people commented, like, you know, you got to break the stuff down. Good job with it. Thank you. <laughs> I, like... It's just spewing nonsense. Like it's not true. None of it's true. But if you say it long enough, like you said, Joey, just keep keep saying it. A certain percentage of the people are just gonna believe you. Yes. Store. President Obama we gave away said the store. opponents of the deal are either lying or ignorant. I think that's a very sorry statement by a president of the United States. I just <laughs> uh, I, he had a great. And I would know as a former president, uh, 
Wait, I was vice president. Like, nobody would ever elect me president, but it's because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creep. His own agreement. On the John Stewart show, President Obama said his this is critics the John Stewart, think the Daily Show. He should yeah. have sent Dick Cheney to negotiate the Iran nuclear deal. If you were going to send people to class and study how to be a negotiator, um, you would not do it the way that uh, Barack Obama has done it. Liz, <laughs> you would do it my way. Your father could have done a better job. How? What? Lance, <laughs> do you think your dad could have? No, I, I think my dad would have been an absolute monkey in the agreement and wouldn't have been able to handle anything. I, I'm glad Obama. Like, are you crazy? You're going to ask her that? What do you think her answer is going to be, Joey? Do you think your dad could do better than somebody you hate? I'd be honest with you. I think this was unprofessional. I think the journalist should have asked Dick to leave the room before she had asked her I, this I question. I agree. You're absolutely right. That's because him sitting right there, it's just it's just too much pressure. Right. Well, what is she going to say? It's like a hostage. She, yeah. can't, she can't say anything. She's like, yeah, no, it's great. It's great living with Dick Cheney. It's, it's wonderful. I think uh, my father's You don't see this right now, but Dick's got a gun to her head. Did you, you stepped um, on it, Joey. You know How dare you? I hope Liz? I did. Stepping on leprechauns. I, I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> you think your father could have done a better job? I think uh, my father's dog could have done a better job. <laughs> um, but, in all <laughs> no, but, in all, but in all seriousness, all right. Seriousness. I mean, every time the president says those of us who oppose the deal are pro-war, I think it's important for people to go back and look at the specifics of, of what the deal actually does. And, and the fact that yeah. this deal will mm-hmm. make it more likely that we will, in fact, have conflict in the Middle East and make it more likely that that conflict may well be nuclear. Uh, okay, that's the end of the. Cl- I mean, okay. it's just like, what the fuck are we dealing? We we are living in a, a parallel universe. I think the only way to solve the issue is to have Dick Cheney write up his own agreement. Everyone can take a look at it and see the right way of doing things. I, I think the way to solve it is to just have Dick Cheney test these new uh, death penalty drugs and see how they work. Hmm. I like that idea. Thanks. Got anything? Got a little wrap no, up on that? I, I, I'm done talking about dick. Yeah, yeah. Never will you be done talking about dick. Sex. Uh, wait. <laughs> I feel his growing erection against my thigh. Care to explain that statement? If you're done talking about dick, all right. Uh, 2016 presidential update. Hey everybody, I'm just checking in with you. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying this episode. I mean, I'm having fun doing it. We just have a little bit more to go. I think. Um, you know, we want to give your money's worth. Yes. Your you your money's worth because uh, you know not going to be here. I'm going to miss you guys. And I wanted to get uh, just empty the cupboard here. 2016 presidential update. You ready for this shit, Joey? Yes, I am. Oh, oh um, <laughs> ha- have we dis- decided on how we're going to do our uh, debate coverage? No, we haven't figured it out. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we, you know, we can talk about that. I think the next okay. one's September 16th? 16th or something like okay. that. Yeah, I mean, if we don't have something going on, um, I don't know. I, you know what? Uh, is that a Wednesday? I don't know. All right, whatever. Right. We can't do this on the air. We'll, we'll okay, figure fine. it out. But as it gets closer, maybe the 16th one. I'm not sure. I have to check to see. Okay. If, okay. But we're going to do it. Yeah, we're going to come here. We'll come here at night. We'll nice. uh, we'll set it up. We'll watch it live. We'll live stream. And then we can do a little discussion afterward. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, 2016 presidential update. Bernie Sanders is yes. now only seven points Just behind seven. Hillary Clinton in Iowa, according to a Des Moines Register Bloomberg poll of likely Democratic primary voters. 37 to 30. Biden is pulling 14% in that poll. And he's not even Even though he hasn't announced. So Uh uh, again, like we talked about, he's pretty close in New Hampshire, which is the second one. Iowa's the big one. If he could, 
come pretty close there or even win Iowa. Now you're talking a pretty dramatic, I think, swing in d- money coming in and, and different polling. I, I think it'd be interesting. It's one poll. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, I mean, look, it's a big deal that he is that close to her. I mean, he shouldn't be that close to her, really, in any uh, in any respect. It's good, though, because I think his message is correct. That's why people are jumping on board with that. And I think Hillary, I think her experience and the fact that she's been around this long, I think... It makes people look back and go, yeah, but did she really believe that when she first ran, when she was, you know? Well, the the my one issue is uh, a lot of times, especially when you've been in politics for so many years, when you start pandering to one side and not the other. So there's clips where you could do it with anybody where she said one thing and then you can play another clip where she actually said the total op- no, opposite. Uh, of course, but that's my point, that she's she's running, like we've mentioned a number of times, a pretty progressive campaign yes. i think in terms of rhetoric well, you know whether that plays out who knows bernie sanders is this guy i mean he's always been this guy yes. i mean you know so there's ideologically he's been very consistent and i think people are responding to that she's been pretty progressive similar to the stuff that bernie sanders has been saying but like you said when you have this type of career you can look back and be like yeah but that's not really what she yeah. felt you know 10 years ago you could say you evolved that's like the political term oh now, yeah, yeah. You, know? you evolved but you know, really, I think people believe Bernie Sanders when he says the things he says. Whether that stuff is going to resonate on a larger scale, we'll see. Is yet to be seen. But, you know, maybe, look, maybe this is the time time to do it. That'd be fascinating. Uh, and I don't think necessarily it means that she'd be out. She might be up for the vice president. You know, who knows? Yeah. You know, there's, there's always opportunities for Hillary Clinton. And look, I'm not writing her off. I still think she's going to be the nominee. Yes. You know, she's just going to have the money. But we'll see what happens. CNN revised its debate criteria in a win for Carly Fiorina. Good job, Carly. Uh, the new um, criteria includes polls after the first debate. Mm-hmm. As so, it should. Yeah, which it should, obviously. You know, why would you not count it after you actually hear what people have to say? Like, people got to know Carly Fiorina on the right, and they enjoyed what she had and to say. And they're liking the... Uh... They're liking it. Yeah, and it's appropriate that she would be included. Because what are you going to you gonna include Rick Perry? Who cares? Is Rick Perry really going to, you know, it's like include somebody new. She's, I think they new. all should be included. I want them all on stage together. I, I mean, I, to an extent, I agree with you, but w- I want whatever. a six-hour debate. I'd like to see Carly Fiorina go, because here's what I think they're going to do. Yes. They're going to they're gonna put pit Carly Fiorina against Trump. Well, watch. There's mm. going to be, they're going to ask Trump a question, and yes. then they're going to go, Carly Fiorina, com- you know, you got to yes. comment on that. And they're going to try to get those two to argue because it could be interesting because she's talked tough, you know, tough in yes. that first debate. But she didn't have to go up against the quote, you know, the big boys. So we'll see what happens. It's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. Uh, all right. This was brought to my attention. You got anything to say about that? No, you think no, no, that's no. good. All that's right. good. Uh, this was sent by Mia on SoundCloud, who is a loyal listener, always comments. Thank we you, we Mia. really appreciate it, Mia. This was based on the. Um, we showed the Jorge Ramos clip of him getting thrown out of the Trump event in yes. Iowa last week. She commented, uh, as she always does, which I really appreciate, and she said, um, did you see the clip after he got thrown out of the auditorium? I said, no, I didn't see it. She sent me the link to the clip, and we're going to play the clip because it's fucked up what happens to the guy after he gets thrown out of the the auditorium. Okay. It's, it's like it's so out of bounds. It's just gross. I don't – we played the clip because I think it's funny the way Trump – Respond. Yeah, Trump fine. is Trump. He can throw somebody out, but I don't want it to seem like we're supporting this kind of like nationalistic nonsense that we're going to see in the clip. I don't obviously support this. And I think this guy's a total asshole that 
you know, that deals with Ramos after they, after they okay. throw him out of the press conference. So this is quick. There's like uh, 30 seconds and sent to us by Mia. I, I really appreciate bringing it to our attention. Jorge Ramos uh, being dealt with after the conference. Very rude. It's not about you. It's not about Get about- out of my country. Get out. This is not my, about I'm you. A, I'm a U.S. citizen, too. Well, whatever. No, Univision, no. It's not about you. You're it's not about you. It's about, it's about the United States. No, it is. It's about the United States. Yeah. Hi, I'm Hope. It's nice to meet you. Hey, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks. Hi, Thanks for okay, that that was like that was later. But he goes, get that out of my country. Yeah, that was pretty awkward. Yeah. Well, it's not awkward. I mean, it's just like that. That's the type of fucking like, uh, you know, that that's like that white pride shit. Like, stop. That that stuff is that's where Trump is getting his support from, and it's going to be very interesting to see who comes out of the woodwork. You know, like he he's. He is riding the line with all the Mexican comments and things like this, where mm-hmm. it's a get out of my country. You're not American. You know, it's it's a slippery slope. It's bigoted shit. Yeah, it's it is a slippery slope. He's gonna slip, and his stupid toupee is gonna come mm, off. I don't think he is. And that look, Donald Trump. We were talking about it before the show. Donald Trump. I don't know if I put this. Th- I want to put this theory out there because okay. I don't know if I've put it actually out on wax, as the kids say. And I want to put it out there on wax. Yeah, it's like you know putting it Skateboarding? on record. No, like you know, shut up. Like putting it on the record. Like so, okay. it's it's being recorded so people know that I said this. So, so when it comes, to so you're gonna say it and then mic drop it. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump claims that he has a ten billion dollar net worth. Uh-huh. Forbes magazine says he has a $4 billion net worth and some other publications have put it at like $2 billion, mm-hmm. okay, which is a ton of money, obviously. But there's a big difference between 2 and 10. If Hillary Clinton's going to raise $2.5 that was the estimate. So say it's two, even $2 billion to run for president. She's going to raise that from a number of different sources. Trump has only raised $1.8 million loans from himself to himself. Mm-hmm. Okay, He's not really raising any money. If he was going to really compete for the presidency, he'd have to spend – at least a billion dollars, right, of his own money probably. Is Donald Trump really going to spend a quarter or a half of the money that he has to run? No, he's not. I it's not going to happen. I think he has a strategy called free advertising where he's just going to do the process and let the media do all the ads for him. Kind of, but no. Nah, he just has to stand in front of way. the microphone, you say under, something. You underestimate how much, how important – a on the ground infrastructure is in states like Iowa. Well, he's New building Hampshire, it now. Ohio. No, it's not. He told me no, he's on not. the news that in September his family would be joining him. That's and right. If, if his family joins him, that means he's actually going to be doing this. And I'm still waiting on the policy papers that was supposed to have been at my front door <laughs> two days yeah, ago. Yeah, keep waiting on that. Do you think Ivanka Trump is going to be he out there? He has a tax plan. Let me finish. Do you think he's going to be out there? She's going to be out there canvassing house, neighborhoods and get doing get out the vote things and trying to set up. Uh, Ways for like a little old ladies to get to the polling place. It's not YouTube realistic. videos. This That's guy, all he needs is YouTube listen, videos. Listen, you heard it here first. We'll keep saying it. He's not really running, and he's certainly not going to spend half of his fortune to to become president. It's not going to happen. Like Cuban said, he'd have to liquefy a lot of assets. He might have a lot of net worth in the Trump Towers and mm-hmm. things like. That. Is he going to sell one of them to run for president? Can you use not running for president as a tax write-off? I, I guess no, probably not. I don't know. Uh, Enough with Trump. Yes. I just wanted to play that okay. again. Thank you to Mia for sending us the clip. It's important to put that out there. Scott Walker, this, no, this, this. goof with his crazy, uh, his bald spot that just disturbs me. He uh, was on Meet the Press. It's a 29-second clip. Let's just play this. He uh, talking about, well, whatever. Let's just play the clip. You, you get it. I know it's, what he's going to say. Yeah, yeah, I know. We should make sure we have a secure border. But am I? Why are we always talking about the southern border and building a fence there? We don't talk about a northern border. I, I where if this about is it. about if this is about securing the border 
from Islam, from potentially terrorists coming over. Well, and like how Chuck Todd was going to say Islamic terrorists, but he was just a terrorist instead. Yeah. Because there might be some lumberjacks that come over here all hopped up on maple syrup with their <laughs> their axes just ready to cut off the heads of uh, political dissidents. Right. We want to build a wall north people, of the border, Some too? people have asked us about that in New Hampshire. They raised some very con- uh, legitimate concerns, including some law enforcement folks that brought that up to me at one of our town hall meetings about a week and a half ago. So that is a legitimate issue for us <laughs> to look at. <laughs> yeah, let's build a, Let's just build a fucking fence around the entire country. Yes. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to build a Canadian fence. A new, another border wall. Like, are you mental? Are you mental? Meanwhile, the only attack ever that did anything was with planes. Mm-hmm. You know what planes are good at, Joey? Flying? Fly, flying over walls. That's yes, they're good yes. at. I the, don't think there's a wall to stop a plane. Nah, it's just nonsense. I mean, it's just nonsense. All right, so Scott Walker coming out in favor of I'm, what I'm assuming would be a trillion-dollar uh, Canadian border wall, mm-hmm. you know, because that's that's crucial. Well, if you can't fly, <laughs> if you can't fly over it, it's just stupid. It's, just stupid. it's stupid. It's that's all it is. It's stupidity. Uh, you ready for this Chris Christie clip that I mentioned earlier? Yeah, I've been dying to hear this one. All right, because we got the Chris Christie. I mean, what, what do you? Yeah, okay. Let's play the Chris Christie clip, and then we'll talk about the rest of the show. This is a great clip. It's him just being called out about something he said about climate change by like a, a teenage girl. I'm assuming, oh, no. and he gets mad at her. And it's just, uh, I just love this clip so much. It's so good. Uh, all right, here we go. This is Chris Christie. Actually, you know what? That little girl, that girl might be younger than she is. She's younger. She's younger. Yeah. Okay. She's maybe like eight. Yeah. The caption is August 29th, 2015. She's talking to Chris Christie at some kind of town hall meeting. So Chris Christie is going to be yelling at children. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be a great commentator for the the child fight club. Oh, nice. You have to outplay a child. Well, he, th- this guy can go from zero to bitch in like three seconds. Like you, you could set him off so easily. It's a young little girl asking him a important question. Yeah, right. The little girl's well spoken, and also she's right. Let's just let this play out okay, because it's perfect. Let it play. Okay, no I, more pausing. No. August 4th, 2015. It cuts to August 4th, 2015. <laughs> Here's Chris Christie talking yeah, about play it, play it, play it. The climate's been changing forever. And it will always continue to change. Uh, does human activity contribute? Of course it does. We all contribute to it in one way or the other. By breathing, we contribute to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you think he goes into like a food coma at places? Fucking- yeah, it was an ice. It was an ice cream shop. Yeah, so an ice cream shop. He so he was in an ice cream coma, yeah. and he doesn't remember what he said. He, he was going into diabetic shock. There, he didn't remember. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, this continues for a minute. And I just love yeah, this just clip play, so much. Play, I, I don't care what day you say it was. I never said it. What I said. No. <laughs> Were you there? Oh. <laughs> Were you there? I was. She says. Yeah, you heard that. Well, you need to clean out your ears. We all contribute to it. Now they come back to it. By breathing, we contribute to it. But I never said that humans contribute to climate change. Ridiculous statement, and never said it. By breathing, we contribute to it. <laughs> <laughs> this is me filmed every one of these. I'd be happy to go back and give you 
to take the longest for so you can read this. Here's what I said. By breathing, we contribute to it. Do you know what's great about today's world we live in? Oh, the little right? kid could bring out a cell phone, go to YouTube, and go, hey, hey Christy Young, please watch this. Is that a fucking masterpiece? Yes, it is. I mean, it is terrific. He, he goes, <laughs> we film it. Well, you should go watch it, uh, Chubster. You, you, you might have a little something in your ears. He's uh, definitely like, okay, so that's Chris Christie uh, at his best. I mean, uh, that guy's just such a goofball. Man, yelling at a child. Oh, it's uh, so funny. Meanwhile, the kid is like in earnest asking him, like, yes. no, I really care about this. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're uh, Because my kids are going to be on this planet. Oh, I can't believe it. She's going to be on the planet. She's a kid. Yeah, well, you know what she, I mean. How old is she? 12, maybe? I, I was going to go younger, maybe 10. Okay, well, whatever. But but so, okay, that's a that's a cute little kid mm-hmm. that is paying attention, really yes. knows what's going on, was at his other stupid meeting. <laughs> he goes, oh, you were there? Yeah. Oh, Joe. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love that clip so much. I've watched it so many times that really just, oh, that yeah. amuses me in such a way. All right. Uh, two more things quick. Okay. I feel like, look, I, I love doing this episode long. I think, you know, you let, you let us know if it wasn't yeah. whatever it was. I, I think, you, you know, this is some good stuff we're going to get into. You'll finish up with your fuck up of the week. Yes. Buzz Aldrin, mm-hmm. who was the, what, what, who is Buzz Aldrin, Joe? You tell me. Uh, he was an astronaut. Uh-huh. What was what did he do famously? Uh, I believe he was the second person to walk on the moon. Okay, very good. Behind Perfect. Neil Armstrong. You got it. Uh, he's teaming up with the Florida Institute of Technology to v- develop a, quote, master plan for colonizing Mars within 25 years. Mm-hmm. He's shooting for 2039, which would be the 70th, 70th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing. Um, I think he. I think he's nuts, Buzz Aldrin. How old is Buzz now? He's 72, I think. Yeah, I think he's done. Do you know how long it takes to get to Mars? It takes 162 days on average, depending on like you know where it is in its orbit and stuff like that. So it takes like five months, whatever, to get to Mars. Okay. Uh, I don't think we're going to have a colony on Mars in 25 years. It just doesn't seem likely. Well, I'm going to go we will because I'm going to go- Oh, wow, okay. By the rule of Moore's law that technology doubles every 16 months. 18 months. 18 yeah. months, okay. okay. So I'm thinking that's enough time for technology to double quick enough for it to build itself a spaceship and kidnap a human being, mm-hmm. put it on the Mars, and set up everything for this one human being. We're going to put a kidnapped human being on the Mars. Yes. Very good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, maybe it's possible. It just seems like is if, is the person that's going to really spearhead this thing, be it's going to be Buzz Aldrin? I don't, I don't know. And that's probably going to be a scientist. He's not going to be around for 25 more years. How the hell, you know. He might be. He'd be 97 years old. So what? He's, he's probably in great he's shape. He's got all that he moon. He used to be an astronaut. He's got all that moon dust in his lungs. Which <laughs> he didn't breathe in the moon don't dust. Don't underestimate that moon dust. He didn't breathe in any dust. Yeah, he had right. a suit. Because they were in a studio in <laughs> Burbank, California. California. Uh, Stephen Hawking. This is really fascinating. This is something that I mentioned last week. And it, it kind of ties up. To, we talked about the holographic universe on this podcast before, right? I wasn't there that episode. No, of course you were. I, I, I'm pretty sure you were. Okay. It doesn't matter. This is some quotes from Stephen Hawking that I think are interesting. We can have a little discussion about it, okay. and then we'll get to your fuck up of the week, and we can wrap this, uh, take this thing in for a landing on Mars, hopefully. Stephen Hawking, quote, I propose that the information, he's referring to black holes, mm-hmm. is stored not in the interior of the black hole, as one might expect, but on its boundary, the event horizon, and gets translated into a kind of hologram that sits on the black hole's boundary. So 
the idea of black holes is that all information gets sucked into it and it just gets destroyed and is lost forever. What he's saying is as the matter and mass gets pulled through the black hole, the information, the so like we're all made up of mass, mm-hmm. matter, different atoms and things like this. You're Joey. I'm Chris. Mm-hmm. When the mass that we're made up of gets pulled through the black hole, the information gets stored in the boundary in a holographic thing. So theoretically, you would kind of live forever in stored information on the boundary of the black hole while the matter would get transferred elsewhere. And I'm going to read that quote. So for me to live forever, I better spaceship and go into a black hole. Yeah. Or you just get sucked into it as, as the planets get pulled towards it. Like we are being pulled. There is a super massive black hole, I believe at the center of the universe that we are very slowly being pulled towards. And eventually the entire universe that we, as we understand it is going to get pulled through that black hole. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating to me. This is all, I mean, I am not in any way a fucking scientist. I don't know. Okay. But it's fascinating to me because the idea of the Big Bang is that it started from like just a tiny little speck of matter that blew up. Mm -hmm. The idea could be that we're getting sucked back to this black hole. And when we come out the other side, then it's like another rebirth of a different universe. You know, it's like this whole complicated thing that I don't really understand. He continues... The hole would need to be large, and if it was rotating, it might have a passage to another universe. But you couldn't come back to our universe. The message of this lecture is that the black holes ain't as black as they are painted. They are the eternal prisons. They aren't the eternal prisons they were once thought. Things can get out of a black hole on the outside and possibly come out in another universe, which I find fascinating because I think I've mentioned before my concept of the fractal universe. I'm going to read a definition of what a fractal is. Okay. You tell me if this kind of fits into what his theory is. Does it have to do with a prison? Let me just read it. Okay, go ahead. Fractal. Mm-hmm. A fractal is a never-ending pattern. Fractals are infinitely complex patterns that are self-similar across different scales. They are created by repeating a simple process over and over in an ongoing feedback loop. Driven by recursion, which is just repeating different systems over and over. Fractals are images of dynamic systems, the pictures of chaos. Now, a fractal, like it's saying, is a simple process repeating over and over again in a feedback loop, such as different known universes getting sucked through black holes and spit out on other sides. Like, that process could just be repeating and repeating. Because think about how many black holes exist in the infinite universe that this process could be keep happening over and over and over and over again to infinity. That would make sense that the universe is fractal because the information just keeps getting passed from one black hole to one black hole to one black hole to one black hole. And the information stays on the rims of the black holes infinitely. And then the cycle just keeps playing out over and over and over again throughout space and time. Is that not fascinating to you, Joey? Yes. It's a crazy thought. It's very fascinating. Okay. Uh, It blows my mind. Me too. But here's my question. And being a late... What? Here's my question, being a late person. How? Why? (laughs) I love that. I love that sound effect so much. If we do claim that the universe is infinite... Well, yeah, it's ever-expanding. Ever-expanding. And something is looped. To me, looped means that there's a beginning and an end, and it's repeating. No, a loop doesn't mean that. It does not mean that. No, no. because, uh, no, that's a, that's a finite thing. A loop, like a figure eight, like the infinity, you know, like the the symbol for infinity, mm-hmm. it's an eight yes. that just loops. Yes. There is no end. There is no beginning. It is literally just the same thing over and over and over, mm-hmm. like it just keeps going. It keeps on going, but there's like a stroke. Like, look at it. Good. 
But there was a and now meanwhile, by the way, we're dumb as fuck, so we don't know what we're talking about here. So we're just <laughs> Can we get a scientist. His... No, we do. Tyler, he's a f- uh, oh god, what does he work at? Well, he he deals with stuff like this. I think he's a physicist or something. Okay. I don't really remember, but he might be able to, you know, give us some information about this. But god, okay. See, to me, if you have the figure eight, right? Uh huh. You, it has a certain amount of mass that the figure eight is traveling, so it's countable. Yeah, in theory, it's definitive, but. That there's a track it's following because it's going. Don't think about it as, as a track. Like think about a straw. You have a straw. Okay. There's a, a one side and another side. That mm-hmm. you know that's a beginning and an end definitively. Yes. If you took the straw and stuck both ends into each other, mm-hmm. now there is no beginning. You know, again, this is all based on my stupid understanding of it. But then there is no ending, and things the information that's inside is just going to keep going throughout that process that yeah. process right so basically what he you know with this it's like energy can't be created or destroyed there's x amount of matter supposedly it's just gonna be placed on the outside yeah it just keeps getting redistributed through different black holes and different universe that's how i'm looking at it and and that to me feeds into the idea of potentially a hologram that we're living in a hologram right now and that the matter that once comprised what we're made of is elsewhere but we are just existing in the in the residual information that's left over in the rim of the black hole it's fascinating shit i don't know i don't know i i just find that it's too much really for me to comprehend i don't get what i'm saying i'm just saying where <laughs> i'm just like fractal boundary i don't know what i'm talking about it's just an interesting idea you know of course, uh, we, we don't know. There's one guy on Earth that is even coming close to being able to figure this shit out. Hawking. Th- that's yeah. it. There's one. One super evolved monkey figured it out, kind of. Kind yeah. of. He doesn't know. We'll see. Maybe one day he'll, he'll come back and let us know. Yeah, or maybe he's already been back. I don't know what that means. Okay, let's, uh, whatever. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure if he had been there, he would have told us by now. Yeah, or he he was like uh, unless no. if he's too humble. Well, I really don't know. Or he doesn't know that he's been here before, but he's back now. I don't know, Joey. Look, it's all very complicated. But to me, this stuff seems like a lot of uh, like Hindu Buddhist principles and mm-hmm. things like that, with the different imagery where it's like you know large and small, both yeah, whatever. Okay, patterns, things like that, like the repeating uh, the arms and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like Eastern philosophy and ideas like that, and this kind of fits into that uh, modality. You know, okay. With different reincarnations, different, re- you know, universes and all this stuff. All right. Enough. You want to wrap this thing up with your, uh, the your fuck, fuck up, up of, of the week? week. Sure. Um, should I, should I play the music we've got prepared for this? Yes. You can play the music. Now, <laughs> now before I begin, did you catch that? That was super, super, super fun. Yes, I got it. And we're just going to have it on loop. It, it, it is on loop, right? Yeah. Okay. Good. So here's my question. You can either pick. Mr. Superfly, or you can pick the DAs uh, or the police officers in this story. I'm, I'm going to leave it up to you to choose. What do you mean? Like quotes? No, 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 no. So this was the fuck up. So the fuck up of the week yeah, well, the same, took the 32 years in the making. It right. took place back on May 10th, 1983 in Whitehall Township in Pennsylvania. The one and only Jimmy Superfly Snooker returns to his ho- hotel Famous room. wrestler. After a WWF taping to find his then-girlfriend, Nancy, gasping for air and yellow fluid coming from her mouth and her nose. Okay, she's spitting out bile or whatever. Okay. This is his story. This is the story. Later on, I have his version of it. (laughs) Okay. When the EMTs arrived, Nancy was unresponsive in bed. 
She had dilated pupils, her breathing was irregular, and weak, it would start and stop again. The heart rate was fast. All this was a sign of head trauma. Oh my god, okay. Okay. The ambulance goes over to Lehigh Valley Hospital where doctors try to save her. Right. She dies approximately one hour from when she gets there. All right. Now, the main reason this is coming up again yeah. is because in 2012, Jimmy Superfly Snooker happened to write a story. And yeah. he has a quote. He, has a, he wrote a book. He wrote a book. Yeah. And he has a quote from the book. Sure. Many terrible things have been written about me hurting Nancy and being responsible for her death, but they are not true. Right. Oh, that's the whole quote there? Yes, that's the quote. Well, what happened? Yeah, because what happened was really he wrote this book, <clears throat> and the account of what happened in the book, he, he said. Uh, well, I, I, I have the account. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But before we get there, let me go to the autopsy report. Oh, wow. That was issued by forensic pathologist. I can't pronounce his name. It doesn't matter. Right. But I got the document. That's the important thing. If you're watching this, uh, by the way, the video, we got it. We have a Superfly <laughs> Snooker like montage video. <laughs> Man, he could fly from the top rope. Yeah, look, the guy could really fly. The autopsy Big number body splash on there. this, by the way, was MEC 83-72. Uh-huh. In view of the autopsy findings and discrepancies in the clinic history, I believe that the case should be investigated as a homicide until proven otherwise. Uh-oh. Yeah, because he wrote shit in the book that contradicted quite a bit of what he said in the original report. This is like the 80-whatever, 83? Yes. So would you want to hear the official Jimmy Snooker story? You know what? Give me the fine, but we don't have to listen to his entire story. Well, what does what yeah, he... You can pause it. Why? You, oh, you, you don't think... like the music? I think no, it adds I think the to music it. Is fine. Okay, go ahead. He and Nancy were driving as she needed to go to the bathroom by the side of the road. All right. So Pop she, a squat. She pops say. a squat. She apparently trips, falls, and hits her head. Right. She was oozy and confused, but well enough to drive them both back to the hotel. What, Snooker doesn't drive? What happened? She wasn't feeling well, and later on, she ha- he goes to the event, and she dies. Right. Now, the another interesting thing about this was the fact that the family had a silver suit back in 1985, yeah. and they won. He didn't pay a penny. Oh, wow. So apparently they were awarded $500,000. He was found accountable for a death right. and didn't pay a penny. Wow. Okay. So that is your fuck up of the week. Huh. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. Yeah. Well, because what happened? So, right. He said that she slipped, but then that was at the at the, at the time. And then his story changes quite a bit in the book. Well, the other thing that doesn't make sense is uh, on several things I was reading, they dubbed it to maid abuse, which I don't even know what the fuck that They dubbed means. it to what? Mate abuse. Yeah, like spousal abuse. You know, ma- they're not married, so it's not his spouse, but it's like... Oh, okay. It's like I, it's domestic abuse. Okay, yeah. I thought it meant he fucked her so hard that yellow fluid came out of her mouth. Oh, my God, Joey. We go the entire episode. We talked about bl- working blue, and then you go and say something horrific like that? I know. How dare you? This woman is is deceased, and you're making a joke about you're it. You're right. It's, it's not funny. That is in poor taste. You see, growing up, I only had one good pair of shoes. All right. I don't know. What, but, that's neither here nor there. But the important thing was uh, Nancy's sister never gave up that she always, yeah, well, you know. Jesus Christ. Tried to. Yeah, well, obviously, he beat the shit out of her, right? Yes. Also, which, is, which also adds to his character, this. Apparently, he was married at the time. 
Ah, well, there you go. Well, yeah. then she was. Well, okay, you could even read more into that. Oh, I'm going to tell your wife. Uh, well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. beat her up. All right. Uh, oh my God, this is unbelievable. Un- oh, so unprofessional at the end. Your alarm's going off. They, Sorry. You you say a very vulgar thing about this woman having. Wait, you want to just clip it out? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I don't <laughs> care. It's fine. Uh, all right. So this was a fun episode. I'm glad we we got to get through all of this stuff. We hope this uh, tides you guys over until next week when we return. We're going to end this episode. I want to say this. I watched the VMAs. I like Miley Cyrus. I like mm-hmm. her vibe generally. She released an album for free, which I really respect. It's called Miley Cyrus and her dead pets. Pets with a Z, just like Joey from Jersey. With a Z. Uh, we're going to play a song from that. It's the title. It's the uh, first track off there. It's called Do It. And it's, uh, it's a weird song, but I like what she's got going on there. Do It. She was working with the Flaming Lips, uh, Wayne Coyne. Okay. Uh, that's who helped produce the album. I like it. I like Miley's vibe. I like what she's got going on there. And um, that's it. We're going to end with that song. So thank you everyone for listening. We really appreciate it. You can go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory Samson. You can leave a uh, comment on the, you know, on this episode, any of the other episodes, listen to all the other stuff that we've done. Uh, you can go to dailymotion.com slash stand up New York labs. You can watch this show in full and all the other shows that we put up a uh, full video might be changing soon uh, mm-hmm. i think we're probably gonna make a little transition to youtube we're gonna set okay. up a page have a facebook page but that's all you know that'll, that'll come in time we'll yeah, let you time. guys know what's going on you can email us mandatory samson at gmail.com you can also go on twitter and talk to us on there i'm at man Samp. joey is joey from jersey with the z wonderful i'm also on snapchat if you feel like uh, adding me that'd be cool i'd you know like to see everybody's uh, lives we oh excuse me We will return in two weeks from today for MSP 47. Thank you again for listening, for all the support, and we'll talk to all of you on September 18th. Peace. (laughs) 